4: The mainstream media, Politico, finally says the Hunter Biden laptop story is confirmed. A reporter's publishing a book where they actually corroborated emails with witnesses that the deals between uh, the Bidens and China and Ukraine and ten percent held by H for the big guy. Yeah, apparently it's all real. And you know what? It doesn't feel like news because uh, the we know. But at least now we're finally getting acknowledgement. And that's pretty big considering the ineptitude of the Biden administration and the chaos that we're witnessing. The Democratic agenda is on the verge of failing. Republicans are threatening to hold up the budget bill. The squad is getting the Iron Dome budgeting pulled from Israel. Now Israel's panicking. The border's in shambles. Biden has been unable to deal with anything. And now the media is coming out like, oh, that Hunter Biden stuff, it's real. I got to wonder at what point do they 25th Amendment Joe Biden. So we've got that talk about, we've got a bunch of other stories talk about a lot of weird stories you know, there's that whipping scandal with the horses in Texas, and it's just, like, not true. We've got weird stories about smugglers smuggling in K- uh, KFC, I think it was, to Auckland. Apparently, uh, it's a South Park episode. Too much of South Park has come true, you guys. <sighs> so we're, t- we're hanging out with a couple. We- we've got Daniel Turner hanging out.
1: Thank you. Always good to be back. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, Daniel Turner, uh, Power of the Future, Daniel Turner, PTF on Twitter. um, And it is always fun to be here with you fine folks.
5: So thanks for the invite.
4: Absolutely.
1: And we got Chris Carr hanging out.
5: Yes, sir. That's right. Thanks for having me. Executive Editor of the Awesome Rockstar Journalist at TimCast.com. Happy to be back. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely, good and to see you again as well, Daniel.
1: I, I, to see you, the nicest guy in the history of mankind. Like, <laughs> I, I, I met you last time, and I was like, I feel like I made a new best friend.
5: <laughs> I felt oh, the same way. Else? That's what I went home and told my wife. I, I was know. just like, <laughs> Daniel and us, we're gonna hang out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's good time, good time. Uh, Chris has that's also awesome. been making
6: drinks. I don't know if that's if everyone knows yet, oh, but he's yeah. uh, quite a mixologist over there. Yeah, yeah, we got a nice little menu put together.
5: Yeah, people uh, are loving
6: it. Hi, I'm Ian Crosson. By the way, <laughs> the, the, what, what is you, you, you made like the
4: Republican?
5: We got the Republican. What, we got. Real quick, what is the Republican? The Republican is essentially just uh, – I think it's like a, a Cosmo. It's like an elevated Cosmo, basically, but and uh, but what, it's red. What,
4: and what's the Democrat?
5: The Democrat is a shot of Malort. <laughs> room room temperature. Ew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just
4: uh, for those that don't know what Malort is, it's a Chicago novelty liqueur that apparently people in Chicago – I've never had it. But people in Chicago always tell people not from Chicago to try it because it's kind of a prank on them. Trick. And the joke is that it's grown from the grass on the side of Interstate 55. I'm not trying to disparage Malort. We bought some. We're fans. We love it. And we have na- we have made a drink of a room temperature shot of Malort.
6: Did you spin up the mm-hmm. independent yet? Uh not yet. That will not make yet. Oh, no. Ease.
5: Well, what we do have is a centrist, okay, which I'm is uh, it's a it's a martini that's like half vodka, half gin. Just oh. in case you can't decide. No,
6: yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're and we're focusing on mocktails, healthy ones, healthy yes. drinks. We've got we got one in the bank called a Sweetheart. Oh, it's mm-hmm. delicious. It's really good. And it's made with BioTrust. Yeah, we're not, we're not we're not promoting it, but they have this one thing that we we made it. It's like it's a, a it's lemon juice. It's this BioTrust Reds. It's mix. so good. It's
6: like strawberry and beets. I think it's are in like there. Drinking. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. It's like we are
4: not promoting them right now. Well, we will promote them. You know, I think in, in a few days or Stay whatever. Tuned, but we're yeah. just pointing out like we made a really awesome drink. So uh, yeah, we got Lydia.
2: I have really big news for everyone. I realized tonight when I checked my Twitter and I checked Sour Patch Kids Twitter that I have surpassed Sour Patch Kids and followers. Nice, so this epic, is my, awesome. this is like my goal in life. I've reached it. I peaked. I don't know what to do now. I got nothing. My next goal is a million, I guess. That's being said. So yeah,
7: million. Someone, Heck yeah.
4: someone already super chatted us. Malort is actually amazing. <laughs> OMG in all. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I haven't tried it. <laughs> They're lying. They're lying. Well, when it's when you, yeah. so when, when you look it up, on google it actually says it's a bitter astringent novelty Mm. drink Mm -hmm. and i'm like (laughs) i don't drink alcohol but (laughs) that's gross that's why we have the fancy healthy drinks but my friends let's get into this news before we get started head over to timcast.com become a member and you'll get access access to exclusive members only segments of the timcast IRL podcast as well as a whole bunch of new content that is in the works you'll get an ad-free experience and let me just point out Tonight, around 11, we will put up our members-only segment after this show. So we basically do an extended show where we cuss and we're swearing and we're banging on the tables and flipping stuff over. And we actually have, if you missed it, the Alex Jones members-only segment. We went for like an hour and a half. Yep. Because I don't know if you saw that episode last night, but I have no ability whatsoever to control a conversation (laughs) when Alex Jones is here. But I asked Phil Labonte from All That Remains, like, Phil, I'm going to need someone who's strong. And capable to to, who can control a conversation who can take charge in a room and he's like you got it and then when alex went off phil starts laughing yes and i'm like (laughs) phil help me so it's fun check it out and uh, don't forget to like this video subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends let's talk about the big political news that in my opinion let me just let me just we'll start over here it is fox news politico confirmation of hunter biden laptop materials prompts criticism of earlier suppression of story Twitter blocked sharing of New York Post story on laptop last year so the New York Post told the truth Hunter Biden is he's a crackhead correct mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a crackhead mm-hmm. there's there's photos and videos of him with like Women of the night. Ill
2: repute, yes. trying to be,
4: if Ill, Ill repute. Yes. bongs. Yes. Is that, is, yeah. no, I don't know, I don't know if ill repute is, is, is fair and acceptable to our libertarian audience who think, you know, <laughs> surely, sex work surely. is acceptable. The oldest
6: pro- occupation
4: on there earth. There you go. That's yeah. why I say Imperfect. women of the night. That's not offensive, mm. is it? Yeah. No. Ladies
6: of the Negative. night.
4: Negative. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a libertarian, although, you know, personally, not a fan, but, uh, <laughs> you gotta be careful because, I don't know. That one's actually a tough. We should have a conversation about that. Maybe when we're not doing
6: family. We could even stuff. have a prostitute on someday mm. to when, give when their personal woman experience of the night. A woman of the night. So anyway, look. <laughs> Hunter
4: Biden is 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 a, is a mess. But the I don't I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, sure, he's a guy. He does a thing. A lot of people have problems. I'm not here to revel in a man's problems. The mm. problem I have is it's not criticism of an earlier suppression of the story. It's criticism of a Democrat Democratic operatives working in media, working at big tech suppressing news that would have substantial would have hurt joe biden in the election to a great degree not because hunter biden does drugs but because the emails showed that they were holding 10 that 10 percent will be held by h for the big guy Mm -hmm. that there were nefarious deals going on and we don't want a president going into office who has nefarious deals now back when trump was running they're like donald trump has a secret server communicating with russia lies So when their criticism was, we don't want a president entering office who has these ties to foreign interests and is beholden to them in these debts, I'm like, all right, you know, I can accept that to a certain degree. Now, it's one thing if you're a businessman like Trump and you have buildings with mortgages all over the world. That's like saying we don't want someone who runs international business to be president for the sake that they just because they run international business. Now, to that extent, I will say true in some degree for Joe Biden. But when Joe Biden flies to Ukraine and says, fire the prosecutor, That or you're not getting your billion dollar in loans. Joe Biden has no right to leverage the United States providing aid to Ukraine in a conflict with Russia, or or potentially there's a this conflict between Russia and Ukraine, threatening them. You know we're going to pull out unless you fire this prosecutor. And as Matt Taibbi reported, the prosecutor was investigating Brisma, where his Mm. son was on the board. That is dramatically different from Trump having debt in buildings. Mm. So this story gets suppressed. What do we get? I think you know you look at the Rasmutin study. Rasmussen did a study found, I think it was like, what, 7 to 10% of people?
2: Yeah, 9%.
4: 9%? Percent, when yeah. asked, if you knew about the Hunter Biden stuff, would you have voted for Biden? No. Hmm. So that would have been dramatically different. Now, here we are. What's been happening? Economy, inflation's through the roof, hmm. border crisis, Afghanistan crisis, domestic agendas failing. Dem- the squad members are, I mean, I'm already at five. Squad members yeah. are ripping the Democratic Party to shreds, which they've been doing for some time, but now they're pulling funding for the Iron Dome. Wow, is the Biden administration completely unfit. Now, here's my favorite part. There was a poll back in August. Most Americans think Joe Biden is unfit to be president. Do you know what the poll today is? Most uh, – uh, the 48 uh, percent. Uh, so it's not the majority because it's 48 percent think he's not even mentally stable.
1: Wow, <laughs> This is where we a are. Um,
4: when, the me- when the media manipulates and lies on news we knew to be true that we had already confirmed, that was independently confirmed by people looking at the emails, corroborating it, and they suppress this, this is why you end up with a cult that believes insane things like the yeah. economy is good and regular people of different political persuasions, like everyone here probably has, you know, different political worldviews, but we can recognize the truth when we see it.
1: I think what annoys me the most about this story is the media always is, is is pulling their weight in a certain favor, right? I mean, we have innumerable examples of that in the Trump administration and going back to as long as I've been following politics. What bothers me the most about this particular episode is I cannot find, uh, uh, and I could be wrong, but I can't find in my my memory hole one other time that Twitter actually suspended technologically the ability to share the story. They have labeled things as inaccurate. Facebook always puts their stamps on it. But the fact that if you wanted to retweet the story, you were not allowed to is a whole new level of crackdown that we never saw before.
5: But you couldn't they, even send it in a private message, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Didn't they crack down on that too? I mean, that's you couldn't just, even privately send that it That is somebody. unbelievable.
4: They suspended one of the oldest newspapers in this country. Alexander yeah. Hamilton,
1: 1799.
4: And, and we all knew very early on the story was true because of independent corroboration. Yeah. Statements from people like Tony Bobulinski <laughs> who came out and said, yes, I'm on those email chains. Yes, those emails are real. And we're like, okay, so I'm looking at this like it's not news. We knew it was yeah. real. What's the revelation? Yeah. But... They suspended a newspaper, and the crazy thing is, it's taken, it's, it's, how many months? It's been almost a year. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, oh, New York Post was telling the truth the whole time. And that's
1: where you have to go to Twitter, the CEO, and, and they bring him before Congress all the time, and, and they never ask him hard questions. They never really ask the questions they should. But the question should be, here are an example of 10 other stories that you could consider as inflammatory, as shocking, as controversial. You never suspend, that were also false. You never suspended any of them. So Twitter, walk me through. I get it. Private platform. They can do whatever they want is the argument. Walk me through the criteria that for this story, someone made the decision to say, this is why we have to suspend it as opposed to, and you've dealt with this in your own personal life. One person says all these things. They're totally fine. You say this, and it's like, oh suspended well what was the criteria and it seems to be well i just don't like that
4: person it feels kind of like being in a, a band that was a one-hit wonder and being like you know i had this big song back in the 80s because because a few years ago i went on the joe rogan podcast and mm. i was talking to jack dorsey and it's like one of one people bring this up all the time so that's the you know kind of the point i'm making but i showed them a tweet from antifa where they were like everyone go to this place at this time to commit violence and I was like, how has this tweet been up for months? Mm. And the replies to it are getting banned. So clearly someone at Twitter sees this, bans replies, but lets that one stay. I'm like, Damn. are you guys feds? Cause the only reason I can understand that you would keep that up is it's bait. Yeah. From the feds. Makes sense. And they're like, we, we didn't know about it. Oh, oh, geez. Mm. Oh, no. I'm like, nah, okay, look. I'm, I'm, I'm done playing these games. plus. Some Trump supporter guy says hashtag learn to code. It was you know, you know what it was. It was the uh, editor in chief of the Daily Caller, I think. Yeah. Jeffrey Ingersoll. Yeah. Mm. Was it? He didn't tweet at anybody. He, he tweeted the hashtag. He tweeted about learn to code, and they suspended him. Yeah. That 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 that, that, that um, I got my details Absolutely. right. right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I
1: remember that it was hysterical. But you can say it about coal miners. That's what I jumped on that because. That's the response that, that they say all the time about people in the energy industry. Well, you gotta learn to code. Like, that, it, it has been used as a learn a skill that you need in the 21st century. But, but you can't say that to, what was, what was it, um, Gawker? Journalists. Right? No, it, it was about, was it when Gawker was fired or it was no, one of Gawker those or? About, but it was one of those. It was companies. one of those publications that went down and that's what, that was pretty funny on his part. I
4: hear you on the Congress
1: stuff, yeah. but I really don't think
4: there's anything you can do bringing these people before Congress. I think they are duplicitous. Mm. I think they are liars. I think they keep calling in Jack Dorsey, who's a spokesperson figurehead who doesn't actually do anything with the company. Because Jack tweeted – he tweeted the, the the Anatomy of the State mm-hmm. by Rothbard, and everyone mm-hmm. like, was like, whoa. Because he clearly is not the old, you know – it is a weird thing from a tweet considering he, he provides cover for the machine. Yeah. But I don't think he's actually running the show. They keep bringing these people before Congress and saying, you know, you did this. And they're like, oh, I'll get back to you. Oh, I don't know. Mm. It's, it, nothing happens. Nothing Nothing changes. I think this country is imploded already. You know, we, I mentioned it the day before. I've mentioned it on my other show. And you take a look at the fact that they've brought – how many times have they been pulled before Congress over this stuff? Five. Um. I don't know. There's no way there's going to be any meaningful legislation to deal with the suppression of our speech on these platforms. And the left, like, say, but my private platform, and I'm like – it's 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an inane argument, okay? They, they have conquered the commons, plus we're locked down. You know, a lot of places people can't go out, so this is how we're communicating – At a certain point, when they control too much, we have antitrust laws, We or or we come in and we regulate, we do these things. We always do it. We normally do it because we don't want companies usurping the power of the citizenry and the people and suppressing the the rights of the working class. None of that's going to happen because there's no way the the Republicans and Democrats will agree. Even when we had Republicans in 2016, 18, they were too stupid to realize what was happening and now they're all getting banned and they're all, Mm. but those were mostly like neocons, you know, Paul Ryan, stuff like that. Now what we're seeing is, while the Republicans can't get anything done, Democrats are just cheating. They're trying to put immigration reform in a spending bill. Mm. They're, the, Joe Biden is just ruling by decrees, rubber stamping legislation as executive order, and then it just it just happens. Mm. So I, I all I see is I was I was reading about um, decline of civilizations before, and there's a period at which I, I'm, I, it's been a while, but I can't get into the specifics. Where like you'll start to see autocratic rule because it becomes so dysfunctional. That the only way to actually move forward is for a sovereign to decree and say, we have to do this now, otherwise we're doing nothing. So they force things to happen. And that just exacerbates the destabilization.
7: Hmm.
1: Uh, there are two components of this story. There's the censorship, which is extremely frustrating, it says you know, suppression of free speech, um what it did to the election, etc. But then there's the actual story itself, which is how corrupt is this family? I mean, they, I mean, obviously, they've got an awful lot of, of, of skeletons in their closet. And when you've got a sitting vice president who negotiated uh, trade deals and planned for his future, and every president and vice president plans for their future, right? I mean, they all know it's not going to last forever. But he was using clearly the power of government to build himself a, a very profitable, very lucrative. Heck, you saw it in his tax returns, right? His last year as vice president, his net wealth was and something thousand dollars that year, and then the year After it was seventeen point something million, and you're like, "Wow, that's a really great profit margin." Good year for him. A very good year, and so, Mm -hmm. but there's that level of of corruption that you say. Well, what were the trade deals that you were negotiating? And and again, the ten percent for the big guy, and they seem to be with pretty awful people right there it's with china it's with ukraine it's with and and you know i I hate to rag on hunter biden um well actually i don't because he's 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 a deplorable uh vile human being when your brother dies of cancer and within the year you are sleeping with his wife you're leaving your own wife and your children to sleep with your dead brother's Mm. wife and then while you're sleeping with your former sister-in-law making your Cousins, now stepchildren, huh. you're sleeping with her sister simultaneously, and in top of the sister, you impregnate a stripper in Alabama. Yes. You a are just a, wow. you are a scumbag. I'm sorry. There's no other way around that. Like like, and and, and I'm sorry. Joe Biden must hate that he looks at Hunter because it reminds him the good son died. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. got to eat at him because mm-hmm. you are truly a vile, vile human being. Well, to do that to me- your kids. Imagine his poor kids. And they show the kids all the time. The grandkids. Joe Biden's grandkids. My dad was dead and, and this dirtbag is sleeping with my. What a disgusting family. They're like the Kennedys without the money or the class.
7: Mm.
5: Wow. Yikes. Well, I, I do want... Well. Two things First of all You did get me A little worked up Talking about uh, The lurid details Of his love life That was, yeah. that was pretty steamy uh, Second of all I would like to defend him Because this man Is an artist Okay <laughs> This man is an artist and where would we be if it weren't for vile, deplorable human beings who create yeah. quality art? Beautiful I mean, he's it's stretching 75k. Yeah, you know? Yeah, so, he is. he's an artist. That's what happens. That's what <laughs> artists do. They live, they live wild, libertine lives. This is you know? why and, I said I love Chris. so funny.
4: They cut deals with China and they kick back, you know, 10% do, yeah. to the big guy while he's in office. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and me, no one has to know who bought the art yes it's, That's, all, that it's sounds totally like money, cool sounds like mm-hmm. money laundering.
4: a little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think let, let me let me, let me I, look i love pulling up the story because it's important for for anybody who's like how do i tell my friends and family about this stuff i think there's a lot of people who are in the cult who are who are i don't want to say too far gone but very difficult to reach and it's, and it's and it's hard to get to them but at the very least you can show them an article this is from politico biden inc
1: that big oh. right of center publication, Politico, right? Yeah, right that yeah, huge.
4: <laughs> Over his decades in office, middle class Joe's family fortunes have closely tracked his political career from August of 2019. And I think they actually have, uh, they have like a graphic. Look at this. They show when Joe Biden enters the Senate and then James Biden, uh, operates Seasons Change nightclub with help from unusually generous bank loans. Mm. Unusually. In 87, he launches his first presidential campaign. In his, uh, so about eight years later, his brother, uh, James and Sarah Biden's Lion Hall group hired to push Washington agenda of tobacco trial lawyers from Mississippi. So uh, the most important one, in my opinion, is let me let me try and find. I think it's 2011. Let me see if I can. Um, OK, here we go. In where's Joe Biden? Joe Biden sworn in as VIP. 2009 paradigms connections to Ponzi schemer Alan Stanford and the fraudulent Ponta Negra fund come to light. James Biden and Hunter Biden begin to unwind to unwind paradigm. James Biden joins Hillstone International. In June of twenty eleven, Hillstone International lands a one point five billion dollar contract to build housing in Iraq. So Joe Biden becomes vice president. Joe Biden is put in charge of the Iraq operation. His brother gets contracts for building in in Iraq. Hmm. You know, you, you look at this map put together by Politico, huh. tracking his family's fortunes around him. And it's just come on it's just so obvious
1: I mean if the government if, if not the government if CNN was able to track down through Facebook that that mm-hmm. old woman who mm-hmm. shared a meme about President Trump and yeah. knocked on her door to ask her about it you're gonna tell me the government can put in some system to say if Chris becomes president Chris's sister can't get a 1.5 billion dollar contract like all these things were just like oh my gosh we had we, there was no safeguards for any of this I mean it's just it's mind-boggling the level of Grift and corruption and scumbaggery—it's just—it it breaks your heart because it makes you think there's no one left. Mm-hmm. But
5: but the, to the if you were to argue the side of the people, the people on the other side of the aisle, the people that are really hard to reach, they're just going to say, oh, that's politics. That's politics, yeah. And that's just how it that's goes. What's that, that that the big deal? So or Joe made some money. I mean, that's just that's how the system works. The yeah, they, they all do it. Yeah, they all do it. You they
4: all do it. Look, Look at yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah. They'll cite some stories about Trump that are not the same as I mentioned mm-hmm. or yeah. or fake. Yeah. And this, this story from Joe Biden is from 2019. It's yeah. not like he was running for office and there was a smear piece against him. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend Trump's a saint, mm-hmm. but there's a big difference between being mm-hmm. some crazy real estate mogul who's got a bunch of buildings around the world and you have debts on them. Like, I think it's funny when the story came out where they're like, Trump owes 500 million in debt on his properties and people were like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's yeah. His, what's, what, his, that, those are his liabilities, what are his assets? Mm. And then Trump came out and he was like, yes, I have mortgages on buildings like everybody else
1: and the buildings are worth
4: a billion. Yeah. It just lies, mm-hmm. manipulation.
1: Yeah, and and uh, just the the Biden, the unraveling of their level of corruption, I think deserved to come to a head before the election. It clearly did not. Um But this is this is standard behavior for the media, where they either exacerbate stories that they think are are interesting or fascinating, or a narrative. You could look to we're going to talk about Miss Petito later on, right? There's a narrative they like to push of missing women. There's a narrative about racism they like to push. But then you have another story. You know, case in point. There was a terrible school shooting three or four days ago in, I forget where it was. Newport uh, News. Newport, Newport News. News. Yeah. No coverage mm-hmm. because people looked at the narrative and they were like, eh, doesn't help the cause. Well, Nothing.
5: I would like to say that we did cover that at TimCast News. Good. Oh, <laughs> yes, as yeah, it should We did cover that. As you should that, yes. have
1: because it is newsworthy. Mm-hmm, but but right. this is where, you know, I, I think what bothers me about the media, oh, um, just, just their, their level of disgusting behavior because they push their narrative is, one of the very first things that happened when Trump was sworn into office, um, and I've I followed media bias for a while, but this one I thought set the tone for his administration. Uh, January twentieth, two thousand seventeen. It was five thirty in the afternoon, hours after. And it was uh, Zeke Miller on behalf of the White House press pool who tweeted, uh, President Trump has removed the Martin Luther King bus from the Oval Office. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. And yeah. Sean Spicer saw the tweet in real time and was like, dude, it's right there. <laughs> it. But it didn't matter. The right. damage was done. And he could have, as a good member of the press, said, hey, Sean, I got to ask before I tweet this. Did you remove the MLK bust? And Spicer would have said, no, it's right there. there. But he didn't verify because he wanted the damn narrative. And that's yep. what they do all the time. Mm-hmm. And you just have to see that those things explode. 500,000 retweets, 1 million likes, but then the retraction.
4: You know, mm-hmm. it's not journalism. It's gossip. Blog. It is. It is. That's it. Like and May- Gawker started, started all
1: that, and they're now, now they're defunct, thank God. But no, they, no, they, they're back. They, oh, but they well, they're back as
5: in and NBC and and Politico yeah. no, and no, everyone else. No, 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 Gawker
4: itself, a new version has reemerged.
1: Is it still called Gawker? Yes, it is. Oh, oh gosh, but it
5: really started with yellow journalism. Like, there's been a long tried history sure. of like really, I mean, just biased reporting. Yeah. So it's been around for a long time, and it's just gotten worse. Yeah. So. There's money
4: to be made. You know, the mm-hmm. crazy thing is we can see it now and we're shocked by mm-hmm. it, but imagine the stories you would have read in the paper in the 90s, the 80s, 90s, 2000s before we had a strong internet Damn. culture w- w- that was challenging and fact checking. People just believed it. Look at WMDs, NBC man. They yeah, rock. look at
1: NBC News uh, during the, 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 the Trayvon Martin case, right? Remember they a- edited the audio uh, yes. of, of, mm-hmm. of, um, Zimmerman. Zimmerman and it was like and, and he said he looks like blah 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 black and they just clipped it he looks like he's black and they were like mm-hmm. wow I said can't like, he said something like said that he looks
4: like he's up to no good he looks black yeah and then it turns out he said he looks up he's up to no good and then says is he white is he Mexican or black oh, and he goes, asked he's him. black yeah, yeah the opposite. But they just wow. took, they just wow. took all that out uh-huh. do you remember you when the,
6: on September 11th when they said they found one of the guy's passports one of the hijackers passports on the ground outside the the wreckage oh yeah like it fell yeah. out the airplane and landed on the ground? I yeah. don't remember that. That was, yeah. me- you don't, that was I, media. That's oh,
1: insane. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. The I'm, one thing I'm, that I'm, survived amongst the rubble is his passport. Yeah, they're like, we I'm got sure him. Like, we know who it is laid now. on top. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the
4: that's official story. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that... What the heck? Uh, like a passport fell out of
1: an airplane? Good what are they talking Lord. about?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know...
1: Uh,
6: it's, it's, jet fuel doesn't
1: melt passports. Apparently
6: not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why Ian went there with the story. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> pre pre internet news it's like that was like oh, the yeah. end of the pre internet news era, and then the mass, weapons of mass destructions thing. And it's, yeah, now we kind of have an ability to fact check stuff on our own. But uh, before, like the first war in Iraq, I wonder how much was going on there that we don't know. about. got. I got. A, I, got um, I got
4: a really good example for you guys. You mm-hmm. ready for this one? Mm. We have the story from August nineteenth, twenty twenty one. It is from CNN. From Chris Saliza. Ah, oh, the great Chris Saliza. Oh, yes. <laughs> Republicans treat, keep, okay. Republicans keep trying to make Biden's mental capacity an issue. Oh no. And then that he goes on to mention people calling him out, you know, saying that his, his mental capacity is an issue and it's a Republican game and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read this, right? You know why? Cause I can just pull up first from a day later. Most voters deem Biden unfit to be president poll shows. Okay, okay. Mm. Well, that's not saying mental capacity. Like Chris Eliza was challenging, but it does show that most voters think he's not capable of being president. Now we have this story. Less than half of Americans say Biden is mentally stable enough to serve as president. Ooh. Chris, it's not Republicans trying to make it an issue. Yeah. It's people being polled saying his brain don't work. It's an issue. <laughs> it's an issue. It's, it's <laughs> an issue. Yeah. Um I I I'm mm. I'm feeling pretty blackpilled on this. Yeah. Because earlier today, I'm looking at all this news and I see this story less than half of Americans say Biden is is, is mentally stable enough to serve as president. And I was like, yeah, we know that. And then I'm thinking to myself, so I, I did a segment on this where I was like, not as much about the fact that Biden can't function properly and everything's collapsing and the country's basically on fire. And I was just like, I know the border's screwed up. I know the economy's screwed up. I know our yeah. foreign policy's screwed up. I know the president has no idea what's going on, and I know his cabinet's in shambles, and they're confused. Jen Psaki is muttering and stuttering and stammering and, stammering and circling back. And then I'm like, what am I even going to say about this? Yeah. And then I was like, actually, if that's where we're at as a country, we are yeah. seriously... Screwed? Well, I'll I i, uh, I no. I'll bleep myself. We are bleeped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Because we're at a point now... Where it is uninteresting to people to hear that the president of the United States is viewed as mentally unfit, mentally not not mentally stable enough,
7: mm. f-
4: that that we're seeing the catastrophe and the crisis across the country, and we've normalized to it yeah. to the point where it is not surprising to hear Americans don't see the president as stable, mentally stable.
0: I with the lucky landslugs, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I have a slightly different theory. And I wonder, I was developing this idea while we were talking about the Hunter Biden story. So the laptop now is officially correct. Everyone mm. agrees. The New York Post, of course, is shocked that this is the case. Mm. Um But I think, I wonder if the Hunter Biden thing is a segue to being like, oh my gosh, Biden is incredibly corrupt. Not only do most people think he's unfit to be president, like mentally unstable, they also think he's super corrupt. Maybe we should just twenty fifth amendment him out of here. So I maybe maybe
1: Kamala Harris's team made this story Impossible. get to Politico to say, "Let's just start, you know, doing the damage." I don't
2: know, right? Just Let's
1: yeah. That's that's a great that's a great theory. You I mentioned thought. Jen Psaki today, and 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 just again. The spinning of lies. What we need is we need, like, your parents. Remember when you would get caught, like, either drunk or late or whatever as a kid, and you tried to tell your mom a story, and she was like, no. Like, tell me what the hell actually happened. Like, she wasn't buying it. Jen Psaki today, when Peter Ducey asked, so you are asking Europeans to show their COVID passport, but if you cross the border illegally, you don't have to show your COVID passport. (laughs) And she said, well, yes, unlike the Europeans, the illegals are not planning to stay a long time. And that was the end of the question. And no one in the room was the mom to be like, wait, 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 hold up. You think the Europeans are staying a long time and the illegals are temporary? Like they're not here for travel. Like well, you're, Jen, ends- Jen, what you just said is a complete one hundred eighty degree lie. They just like, oh, Jen Saki said this, and they write it down and they and they tweet it, and that's it. And they we need an adult to finally say, time out, time out, Jen. That was just a lie. We want to we want to take that over again. We just accept. Lies. I mean, we would need a Michael Malice press secretary. Yes. Yeah. A, you know,
4: yes, we would. Mises Caucus Libertarian Dave I, Smith. I,
5: I don't even care if this whole country becomes communist in twenty years. If I can see Michael Malice's press secretary <laughs> for one day, yeah, yes. I will die happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I want to see. There's
1: one guy in the diplomatic press corps. When I used to work at the State Department in the Bush administration, long, long time ago, and he's still there, Matt Lee, and he is by far the senior most foreign policy uh, journalist. And he used to make our lives miserable because I worked in the press office um, and he he was ruthless and he's the only one. But again, it doesn't get as much attention because it's the foreign policy beat. But but he will just take them to ask and say, no, no, no. Hang on. You just said this. You said this yesterday. That doesn't make any sense. like if you ever watch his exchange, he does not. By BS, it's really like the difference between
6: the, an investigative journalist and a reporter. Like yeah. A reporter is going to say you lie to him, and I am just going to report on the or account. the White He's House tight. press pool where they're all just like, "Oh, Jen Psaki said this," and they so type it down. We need more investigated journalists in Absolutely. there, but they don't really get invited, right? It's like an invite only thing. No, mm. it's
4: it's it's press. Re- it's the White House reporters. Mm-hmm. They're the, they're just there to ask questions and report what's said. They're not investigating, but we definitely need you know you know we, we need someone to challenge it. But I'll, I'll say this: nobody cares. You know why? Because when we look at stories about, you know, like the CNN, Republicans are trying to make it an issue that Biden's mm. not mentally... Republicans pounce. And I'm like, it's I'm not it's not Republicans. Yeah. It's independent voters overwhelmingly disapprove of Joe Biden. Yeah. But everything... You know, I, I love it. When when I did the Russell Brand podcast and was talking about civil war, and I just went to town as fast as I could on all the different points about, like, street fighting, January 6th, uh, all that stuff, and psychological warfare, fifth-generational warfare... And the comments were like, Tim Poole is a leftist. You know, he says this about Trump. Tim Poole is a right winger. He says this about Biden. <laughs> and I'm just like, these people don't seem to realize that independent voters exist. Yeah. So they come out and they're like, it's just Republicans. And I'm like, you know, it was funny. There was this research that, that researcher who did this thing on YouTube uh, years ago where he was tracking the political uh, persuasions of YouTube recommendations. Mm. And he was doing it because of this idea of the rabbit hole that they kept pushing. And so he had, uh, I think he basically had four categories, left, center, right, and exclusively critical of left. And he initially put people like me and Dave Rubin in the category of exclusively critical of left. And so I talked to him and I pointed out like, why is that the case when I do express my opinions that are? I think the real issue was we are taught, we are complaining about Democrats but our opinions were not right-wing. That was the mm. only issue. So if I said something like, hey, a Green New Deal that actually rebuilds infrastructure is a good thing, but the Democrats are pushing some weird socialist garbage about universal college, that's not a Green New Deal. He's like, you're just criticizing the left. I'm like, I'm literally supporting a leftist policy. But either the left was in favor of critical race theory, centrists were, like, mixed on it, and the right opposed it. Yeah. So if you opposed critical race theory, you were just called a, a critical of left. I'm like, that, that, that that's how people even researchers view what's happening right now and i'm like isn't it perhaps you're a centrist then or heterodox or something Mm. or politically homeless no politics only flows in one direction if a right-wing dude stands next to a left-wing dude the left-wing dude is called right wing if a right-wing dude is hanging out with antifa and they're all waving antifa flags and he's got his arms around their you know their shoulders with his thumbs up they will say they're actually secret right-wingers
5: yeah yeah, yeah. When, I, when I get into the conversations with this with people, one of my favorite things to say is, "Okay, so you hear about the right wing a lot. The the right wing is obviously a problem in in your view, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. The news mm-hmm. is always reporting it. There's a there, you know, far right wing extremists. I was just like, so is there a is there a far left? Oh well, no, there's not a far left. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They don't they don't they just can't see it. They refuse yeah. to see it. It's willful blindness. Yeah,
1: and legislatively they know that because that's why they have to. Like you mentioned, the Green New Deal with all this leftist garbage in it." And I also oppose the Green New Deal. Um, but they have to sneak that leftist garbage in it because if it stood on its own, they know they wouldn't have a vote for it. Look, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you mentioned the immigration bill. Why are they trying to tag it into a spending bill? Because they know they can't pass an immigration bill. The, the immigration bill they want, so they have to squeeze it into. And that's just what our Congress does now. We don't write. If we could have a vote on this water bottle where everyone yay or nay water bottle Congress would work but instead it's like well we can't do that because we don't want to I don't want to go on record about the water bottle right so we take everything and throw it on a 4,000, and that's where we are, 4,000 page, $3.5 trillion. We will vote on it on Christmas Eve at 9 o'clock at night Mm. and that's what we do because all of these things, if they stood on their own, I don't want to get judged on that. So we throw them all in this crap sandwich and we call it like the For the Children of Tomorrow holding hands across America (laughs) bill. And then like, and if you don't vote for this, Chris, you hate the troops and they're like, you hate America. (laughs) And it's like, I just want to vote on the water bottle. (laughs) but, but, But hold on, so why
4: does Rand Paul or Thomas Massey just slide stuff in? I'll tell you this. When they did the omnibus spending bill, remember that? 5,000-something <clears throat> pages, yeah. $12 million for Pakistani gender studies programs. I don't know about any of you listening, mm. but I don't care if you're on the left or the right. We can all agree that spending $12 million on gender study programs in America is better than giving it to Pakistan. Yeah. At least you'd create American jobs. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. We don't want weird But I get your point, yeah. But why are we giving our money away for ridiculous things like this? More importantly, when I see that, I'm like Rand Paul. Yeah, if you're listening, can you just write something very simple saying, "And we abolish the Federal Reserve"? Yeah, and just yeah. slide it in just there because yeah. nobody read it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <He> <laughs> knows like, nobody read. it.
4: Everybody votes on it, Everyone. and they're like, "Yay!" And then all of a sudden, they're like, "Did we just abolish the Federal Reserve? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do we do?" So why
5: doesn't he do that? I don't know. He do- Be- because they they
1: I think because they see the process as an honorable righteous, constitutionally mandated, Mm -hmm. and this is how we do it so we don't violate the rules. When they have power, they violate the rules left and right. But when we get power, we don't play by their rules. Now, there's a growing movement of the right. I would say it's led by a guy named Jesse Kelly. There is a growing movement of the right that says, when we get power, we will double down on that because that is now the, what he is calling the new right. When we get I- power, look, they're trying to not abolish the filibuster. And in people like Joe Manchin are trying, no, and Kristen Sinema, a senator from Arizona, we're not going to abolish the filibuster. It's part of our history. If we get power, if the right gets power in twenty twenty two, absolutely abolish the filibuster and torture these people. Yeah, change but, all of the rules and take all of the power and crush your enemies. That, that I don't agree with that. I'm just saying that's what the new right. Right. Says. They're
4: scared because I think mm. it was Harry Reid who changed the rules. Yeah,
1: and so that they said backfired. you will rue the day, and they did. They did, mm. and look, they look what they got. They got I, Gorsuch. They got. Uh, um the other guy, and 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 the, when the third one, <laughs> that's my memory. They got Gorsuch, and they got Kavanaugh, and they got um, uh, uh, yeah. Amy Coney, Coney Barrett. Barrett. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. There you did, go. You, did you did you see this story? Check this out from the Guardian. Oh,
4: yeah. To protect the Supreme Court's legitimacy, a conservative justice should step down. Oh. If oh. presidents do not get to replace justices in election year, then Coney Barrett's confirmation is illegitimate. There you go. If presidents do, then Gorsuch's is illegitimate. You can't mm. have it both ways. Mm. These they, they, they operate on lies. Yeah. The only way Lawrence Douglas is able to convince people of this stuff is by omitting key information. Yeah. Notably, that it is not about replacing a justice in election year. Mitch McConnell was specifically talking about if you do not control the Senate... They will not confirm your appointee and we would be wasting our time by having everyone sit around and then vote no. Republicans are not going to approve Garland for you. It was Garland, right? right? Mm-hmm. For Obama. So they were, so he was like, you don't have the Senate. You do not have the votes for confirmation. The country is not unified. When it came to Amy Coney Barrett and Gorsuch, it was, or Coney Barrett specifically is that they had the presidency and the Senate. So they were able to do it. Yeah. It's that simple. They operate on lies they use false arguments and that's how they maintain control. And
1: don't forget when 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 McConnell first said that according to the New York Times Hillary Clinton had a 97% chance of winning. Hillary Clinton, right. although she would probably deny this, Hillary Clinton probably when that happened was like I agree with that cuz she was convinced with 97% chance she was going to win mm-hmm. and she wanted to appoint her own justice to the supreme court she probably secretly and her team were like that's awesome yeah let's let's hold the merrick garland one and we get to pick because we're gonna win so much so they had ordered fireworks Hmm. right she was gonna win
0: i I
4: remember that election it's a
1: it's a to remember
0: with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere Now, a lot
4: of people are sharing, um, a, a new report that CERN, Large Hadron Collider, is going to be firing up again. And I don't know if you all know this, but didn't they, didn't they fire up on, tw- in 2016? Smashing particles together or
6: whatever? So when they found the Higgs boson?
4: No, I don't know, but the, the joke conspiracy is that they accidentally warped us into an alternate reality or something. Somehow <laughs> Donald lightly. Trump became president <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. And, uh, and now they're doing it again and who knows what's going to happen. But, uh, this is, this is the state of the country where the Democrats, uh, the, the establishment media, are duplicitous. Mm. They manipulate. They deceive. They use fake arguments. And I, I'm no fan of the Republican Party. I think they do nothing. You, you literally have Republicans. Here's what happens. Democrats are like, we would like to strip the rights away from law-abiding citizens in this country. And Republicans go, no, wait, don't. And they say, well, you guys are at don't. We're mm. at strip their rights. Yeah. How about we strip half of their rights? And yeah. the Republicans go, okay, good compromise. Half of them, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't I would, I, here's This what isn't I want. so bad.
4: So I, I don't know about, you know, you were just mentioning that when the, about abolishing the filibuster. Yeah. That when Republicans get in, do it, abolish the filibuster, and then just trample over Democrats.
1: I don't want to see that happen. I'm saying that's what people right, are, right. are saying. Right, right. Yeah, right. but, but yeah.
4: So I, I, I think there's obviously people saying, let's do it, let's go nuclear. I think mm-hmm. that contributes to the gradual decline yeah. of the U.S. system of governance. And the reason we're seeing Democrats like Joe Biden bypass the legislature and Supreme Court in, defi- in, in violation of our norms and law is because they're tired. They, they want to get things done. They want to do things. They can't. This country used to move slowly. Hmm. You used to have to like ride on horseback to go to D.C. to cast a vote. And and policy moved slowly. Now they're like, it must be done now. Yeah. Okay, here's what I want to see. Lauren Boebert, would you please keep consistently filing bills to repeal the NFA? Mm-hmm. Can we get Marjorie Taylor Greene as well? Thomas Massey, Rand Paul, all you guys, repeal the NFA. Give me a good reason why they would. Why, why not? Seriously, why not? National Firearms Act. No, no, no. Get rid of it. We have the right to keep in bare arms. I'm not saying that we would legitimately repeal the NFA, but at the very least, the terms of the argument should not be no, wait, don't. Yeah. It should literally be like, OK, Democrats, you're at gun control. We're at complete de- deregulation of all gun laws in the country. How about we agree upon we'll only ban fully auto? How about we, we about we, we're going to repeal the NFA? And then you could start arguing from our position yeah. on gun rights. They don't do that. Republicans never do this.
1: No, they they buy into the common sense gun rules, right? And that's just what you do. You just rephrase it as common sense gun protection, common sense gun restrictions, and but, and now we've we've ex, we've ceded to the argument that these are common sense, as opposed to saying this isn't common sense. This is unconstitutional. But it's
4: not even. I, I don't mean to make it about a gun rights thing and be like guns around the table. I'm saying quite literally. When the Democrats go universal health care, the Republicans don't go deregulation of government health care. They yeah. go no, wait, don't. Yeah. And then the Democrats say, okay, you're at stop, and we're at government health care. How about we meet halfway and do you know public option?
1: Yeah, which is most of the time what what happens, and yep. then they get most of what they wanted anyway. I would and like the to Democrats- go back. The Democrats
4: tell people it's inverted. Yeah.
1: That mm-hmm. we're, we're
4: helpless. The Republicans are stopping us. We wanted us. so
1: much more. And- I would just like to go back to single issue votes like the water bottle. I can't understand why we can't get people in Congress who will say, this is the bill and it's a page and a half and here's how much it costs yep. and it goes through the appropriate committee and it goes through markup and it makes it to, instead we've get these monster, monster, monster bills. We don't even do the appropriation process right. Right? We don't, and that's why people like, Joe Biden's brother get 1.5 trillion dollar contracts because it's writ, writ, it's it's rolled up into the the Defense Reauthorization Act and and no one knows where it is. What's well, the appropriation process? The way it should work is that it depends upon what the issue is. So say it's transportation, right? Uh, we want to build a bridge between these two states. Federal government has to get in job. It has to go through the Transportation Subcommittee. The Department of Transportation has to make their proposal. Transportation Subcommittee works it up. Appropriation says, how much do we have in the Treasury? And then they those two then together bring it to the floor for the larger vote. And then you got to whip the votes and say, you're going to vote for my bridge, and I'll vote for your bridge, but if you vote for my bridge, and and then the Senate actually works. But what's happening now? How is that different? We are just bypassing all that. You know what's happening? The, 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 the Transportation Committee will have a markup on racism in the, in the, in the Transportation Department. <laughs> yep. And they'll talk about the inherent racism of of, of, of the taxicab system. And they'll say, yeah. if you the don't The inherent vote- racism of roads. Pete yeah. Buttigieg, in his confirmation, talked about how you we must acknowledge as a country that most of our infrastructure was built on racism.
4: And they say, <laughs> if you don't vote for my bill, you hate the troops. You're racist. Yeah. All that stuff. And so, so then and they'll argue. take
1: your bridge and they'll roll it into everything. Well, you know what your bridge is? It's going to come out in the $3.5 trillion oh, alone with individual. everyone else's little... So yes, you're talking about appropriating funds for individual projects within um, a large. Uh, yeah, wouldn't that be great? And sure, then, we, would be. and then, the, and then the committee says, "How much does the transportation department actually need next year? What are all the projects we have? What do they actually need?" Blah blah blah. But we don't do that. We're just like, ah, uh, we you, just make up numbers. You know
4: how I've, I've described what's going on in the culture war in the past. I've said it's like imagine there's a big whirlpool that's spinning around, and we're all in it, and over time. It's getting tighter and 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 compressing and spinning faster and faster and faster.
6: That's because we're getting lower in the pool as we go down. It gets tighter and faster. Maybe
4: maybe we're circling yeah. the drain.
6: That's a good way to put it.
4: I yes. think um, that was, that was in, in in <laughs> the in in the real world the 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 reality is that the information is circulating faster and faster. So the analogy I love the most is imagine it's you know the revolutionary era and the founding fathers are like we declare independence. And they fold up the letter, and they pour the wax on it and stamp it, and they hand it to the carrier who rides on horseback to the boat, who puts it on the boat, who then gets the boat on the water for three months to make it back to the King of England, and then in that three months, if you sent the letter, you're sitting there, you're working the crops, or you're you're having meetings and discussions about independence, and then the King... The boat finally lands, it takes a few days to make it to the from the port to the to the to the to the king and to parliament, and then the king reads it and says, Oh he had and then he drafts a letter and he says, I reject this, we're sending in troops, and then three months after that, that's how things used to be. You would say, We're gonna have a policy position. How many times like if they were actually gonna go to D C and actually have a vote, they had to physically go there, they'd have discussions, and they weren't hearing all of this stuff all over the place. Like if you Mm -hmm. lived in Virginia and then someone came down from New York. You were hearing things for the first time. Up in New York, we had a dam breach. And now we've got water flooding these areas. We are not securing our... And then you'd be like, I didn't know that happened. You guys ever see the movie News of the World with Tom Hanks? No. Mm-mm. It was a it was a Reconstruction era. And he, he has newspapers from different cities. And he travels around the South with old newspapers charging people a dime so they can sit down as he reads the news. That's how things used to be today. Mm-hmm. What happens is someone goes on Twitter and says, abolish the police. And then someone else says, I agree. AOC, why aren't you abolishing the police? And literally within like 10 minutes, she's like, I as a representative think we should abolish the police. Mm. I'm not saying literally, I'm saying as an example. So we're moving instantaneously. And then because she can't get it done in a session, because we're still using this old system of like, you know, Ian, you're probably like this. We're not, we're we're meeting in person instead of doing things digitally. Then people demand If we can all see the problem, why can't we click a button and fix it? Why are we waiting so long for this? And then when it's not getting done, they say, let's just bypass the rules of of the legislature. Joe Biden says, let me just rule by executive order and bypass the Supreme Court, which told me what I'm doing is illegal, but I don't care. I'll do it anyway, Mm. because we demand instant satisfaction, whole system is about to burst. Yeah. It's, it's burst already, and now we're just waiting for the light to reach our eyes.
1: But even the example you used, which I liked, of uh, the guy from Virginia heard, heard about the dam breach from New York, if that was happening in real time, probably in the back of his head was like, well, sorry, New York, but I represent Virginia. Yep. We don't even have that anymore. Proof of that, and you mentioned our beloved Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um when she was caught maskless at that ball a couple of weeks ago, and her one her initial response was, Well, like as the Congresswoman from New York, like I'm there for cultural reasons, but it's also my constituency. and you say, No, that was in Manhattan. you are Queens in the Bronx. That museum isn't your like there is no constitutional reason for you to say I represent New York, but in her mind. I'm fairly convinced she thinks I am the Congresswoman of New York. Yep. You wish you were the congressperson who I think would be Jerry Nadler, if I'm right, but I could be wrong. I think that's his district. You would love for him to call up and be like, uh, I'm sorry, child. Like, that's my district. Don't talk about my district. But that's what we do now. We have members of, 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 of Congress who are passing laws, senators who are passing laws about states that don't even represent. We want well, to close Anwar, Patty Murray, Washington. I've told the senators from Alaska to say pass a bill that says apples are illegal. Consider, consider because this that's too. Washington.
4: Consider this: it's back in the uh, let's let's say you know 1800s at some point, early 1800s, and someone from Virginia goes to Congress, and someone from New York comes down and says, "We had a damn breach," and he says that, I represent Virginia. I don't know. What to, I don't have to tell you. You know, we want to make sure we can help our our you know our friends in in New York. So we'll see what we can do today. You'll you'll get uh, I'll, I'll avoid naming the specific companies, but you'll get a major corporation going to up in Virginia and say vote for our bill so we can gut the natural spring waters in New York. Yeah, you see, you, it wasn't as easy to transfer money back then and to communicate as quickly, so you'd have to have a major corporation's spokesman go down to Virginia to lobby specifically. Possible it was done it was a lot harder yeah. nowadays you get a linkedin message you get a, you get you get a list you get a bunch of phone calls and emails you get texts
1: then, nonstop
4: and there's a guy mm-hmm. saying look you don't care about new york right you yeah. represent virginia great here's what we're going to do we we think we should be able to harvest all the natural spring water from upstate new york there's there's people who live there but don't worry they're not going to they're not going to sweat it one bit besides there's only 100 people up there we are going to make substantial contributions to your political action committees it's going to be fantastic you'll love it when you announce your re-election or when you announce your election or a wink wink nudge nudge and then all of a sudden somebody in Virginia doesn't care about New York says i'm in favor of the clean water uh, Usurption act uh, the the theft of water act i think it would be great if we could share the water with the country yeah and it's really just you're and paid for yeah like george carlin i think it was he said we should put the patches on all over all over their suits yeah. so we know who's sponsoring mm-hmm. them i
1: i i just i uh, I don't think I will ever run for office. I just wish those who represented their areas had so much more pride and sense of ownership and sense of responsibility and sense of territorialness so that if another senator or congressperson was trying to pass laws or whatever about my area, the response is like, "No, no, no, this is turf warfare." You know, and 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 it and it just bothers me that everyone thinks they are the senator of the country and there are great examples of that lindsey graham spends half his time in afghanistan i (laughs) i am here because i am the senator. you're the senator from south carolina a not hugely significant state no offense to south carolinians who are watching lovely state have vacationed there many times but like you're you're the senator from south carolina stay in south carolina care deeply about South Carolina. But what these guys do is they run for office and, and, and Republicans, I think sometimes are even more guilty of this than Democrats. Ted Cruz has been Senator of America. Marco Rubio has been Senator of America since the day they got into office.
4: They get their funding from all over the country. And a
1: lot of time their constituents hates them. Yep. But, like a- but a- they AOC. raise so much money on the national level that they keep winning. But the, you know, it was fascinating. The last Ted Cruz race where he almost lost to Beto O'Rourke, where yeah. was a whole nother thing running for governor now, uh, Nat Natural born Texans, uh, he lost the vote of natural born Texans. He won the Republican vote of people who moved to Texas. Texans let's, didn't like Ted Cruz. Well, let's talk
4: about laws. We'll talk about sound policy, and we'll make it about guns. I'm gonna take a, I take the opportunity to advance our gun discussion because I like to. We have a story from timcast.com West Virginia's crime rates decline after state adopts constitutional carry law. FBI data indicates Boom. a steady decline in violent crime since 2016 when the policy was approved by the state's legislature. So I walk into a gun store and I'm like, uh so what do I have to do to buy a gun? Like you got to fill out your NICS form, the National Instant Criminal Check System. Uh it takes forever. Yeah, it depends. Mm. Sometimes you could put on the delay list, but sometimes it's fifteen minutes. I'm
1: always on the delay list because Daniel Turner is the most boring name in the world, <laughs> no, no, and there yeah. are there are like <laughs> thirty three thousand Daniel Turners, and I'm always delayed. They got
4: to go through it. Yeah. So, well, so sometimes they can be like, come back in a few days, or they might just be like, you're being researched. Give us a few minutes. But in West Virginia, I'm like, okay, so I didn't do I need anything? No, no. I I can just take this weapon right now. Yeah, I can put it on my belt. Oh yeah, you sure you don't want to do concealed carry? Mm. I was like, I can. Yeah, you just put it right inside your belt. And I'm like, really? Yeah, it's West Virginia, constitutional carry. You can't do it outside the state. And they do recommend you get your concealed carry permit. Mean you take the test, you get approved, and all the stuff because it does benefit you. That, that is your background check, so you don't got to do, go through NICS anymore. You can just walk in and buy. But this is the this is the perfect example. People in West Virginia live in a very different world from people in New York City and Chicago. Hmm. So, when you when you see national level politicians, like basically what we we're just talking about is that there are senators and there are congress people for the nation. They they actually literally represent one state or one district, but they fundraise off of everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. So, for those that missed the previous segment, we're basically saying like some guy in Virginia back in the day would go to DC, hear about a dam breaking in New York in New York State and be like, "I represent West Virginia. I didn't hear anything about this. I don't know." nowadays you'll get big corporations trying to get votes to, to crush New York state law by getting a federal law to like supersede it or by getting support from other places. So this is what ends up happening. You get Democrats who are like, we should ban guns. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll say this. First of all, second amendment. So you can't just do that. But I, I hear you. If you live in Chicago and you live in that world, I don't live there anymore. I can tell you what it was like living there. It doesn't make sense for you to pass a law based on Chicago's problems on West Virginia because mm. in West Virginia their crime went down when they told everybody feel free to carry a weapon around and the example I always give people when they're like you know uh, we, we obviously you know uh, we have different properties here for Timcast and there are people who you know come from cities and they're worried about guns and stuff I, I, I tell people look when I go outside and I'm in New York you you you've been, you guys have been in New York I imagine of
1: course
4: yeah.
5: used to live there born and, born and raised, raised there. I am.
1: were you scared crossing the street um, it depends upon what what stage of my life. Oh, was I just like what? But like, hidden by a car? Oh, god, no, no. We played People in the street. People
4: jaywalk in the street. They break the street. open the fire hydrants and spray. <laughs> Imagine this mm-hmm. in Chicago, in New York, you'll you'll be driving around, you'll see a fire hydrant open up yeah. and spraying in the street. Right? You've seen those before. Sure. Yeah. It's in the middle of the street. You notice we, there are basketball. Them. People would put basketball hoops up to the street. They would play and when a car comes. Car and they move.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: In Chicago, we would skate in the street. And when a car comes, car and we'd move. Imagine looking at this gigantic, massive metal hurtling at you at 35 to 40 miles an hour or whatever, depending on what part of the city you're in, and and then freezing up and going, there are cars everywhere. What do we do? When I see people in West Virginia carrying guns, you don't even think about it. Hmm. I don't think someone in the car is going to veer off the road and slam into me. Sometimes it happens. And I don't think a guy's got a gun is going to pull it out and just start shooting randomly. Hmm. But there are people who live in cities who, who feel this way. And all of a sudden now they're using the weight of the federal government to go after states where it makes no sense. This is one of the biggest problems we're facing right now. And it's why even Sarah Silverman, in my opinion, is saying peaceful divorce. Because if we're at a point where you've got Democrats being like, we would like to pass laws for New York, but for the country, Mm. that makes no sense. I'll tell you what the problem is. When you see politicians running for federal office, they want to be in Congress like AOC or anybody else. They are running for federal office and they go, I'm going to clean up this town. If you vote for me, we're going to reduce crime rates and improve schooling and get funding for our university or, you know, but hold, hold on. You're not a local politician. You're running for federal office. You're not, you're not representing the district's interests in terms of how they, how they spend their own tax funds. You're talking about going to Congress and voting on war and budgets, which will affect your district. Hmm. But when they're like, I'm going to clean up this town. No, you're not. You're going to DC. You're going to be voting on cleaning up Afghanistan or coming back and cleaning up uh, Syria. Hmm. But you want, you want to change those issues. You vote for local politicians. What happens now is people are running for office on local issues nationally. And then they're saying, we've got a gun problem in Chicago, so we should ban guns for people in West Virginia.
5: Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Do you think that these politicians and lawmakers started off as people that had local pride and then they just got corrupted as they yes. got involved in the process? Or yes. do you think that they were just chills from the beginning to uh, some yeah, extent? I
1: think, I think, uh, um, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is a great example of that. She was a congresswoman from upstate New York, moderate Democrat, uh, Hillary Clinton moved on; uh, her seat was vacant, and she got the job. And now, Kirsten Gillibrand is as left-wing as Chuck Schumer. Remember when and, she was in the she, bar? She, she she had a, a yes. approval rating from from the NRA. She had a positive approval rating. Wow. I bet you if you ask her now, she would probably be a hundred percent anti-guns in all form. Because, and that's what separates her from I think as, as someone like Senator Bernie Sanders, because Vermont doesn't have a huge city. Bernie is only rural. So Bernie actually on guns is either pretty quiet... Or actually, probably not that bad. But if you're a senator from a state like New York, Kristen Sen- Kirsten Gillibrand and Chuck Schumer, no, they just need to win New York City. They don't care about yep. Albany, Utica, mm-hmm. you know, Schen- I mean, Schenectady. No one cares about those places. Same with California. <laughs> yeah. Same, same with with Illinois, right? Oh, yeah, but yeah. if you're from a kind of a state that has like eh, some city, but like it's a rural state, Vermont, the two guys from from Connecticut, the two guys from uh, uh, um, uh, you, New you, Hampshire, you are st- Maine.
4: You are spelling out why we need the Electoral College.
1: Absolutely. When you look at
4: states like New York, Illinois, they say, in Illinois, I don't need to win anything but
1: Chicago. Yeah and that's all becoming all of america and that's the ethos of my organization powerthefuture.com is the the divide in america used to the divide in america growing divide i think in my personal philosophy i should write a book on this is between urban and rural and we were always a rural country that had big cities but it used to be when i was born it was 55 45 and yeah. in my lifetime that has flip-flopped. And now the majority of us live in cities. So that's changing. And city people are – well, thank God. Mm-hmm, but city mm-hmm. people are making policies for the country. Look at the Green New Deal. Look at the the, the, the high-speed rail and no combustion engine. That is written by someone who thinks like a, 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 a girl, AOC, who has only known the city. She is not thinking of someone who is from rural West Virginia. So she says, well, we'll just get rid of the combustion engine. And you say, well, in Alaska – a lot of people, like a lot of people have a, have, a, have a little <laughs> tiny airplane yeah. because that's how they get to the grocery store. Like it is not uncommon to jump in your little tiny plane and they buy planes for what you buy SUVs. $40,000, you can buy a used mm. plane. I think mm, if, Maybe they don't really have their license, but it's Alaska. No one cares. They fly, they land, they go to the grocery. Ban the combustion I think, engine.
4: Uh, I think I read somewhere that if we shut down oil, produ- all fossil fuel production – within this year you'd get like 60 million dead within a few months oh absolutely uh, probably more than it actually i think it's like within a few days 60 million would die uh, mostly because they'd be unable to power refrigerators all the diabetics would instantly oh, die because yeah. yeah. their insulin would spoil and then you can't transport food you can't drive anymore Them. so all of the energy transportation that grows food transports food and, and makes the water work and they like we're they, they say that we're addicted to fossil fuels it's not that we're addicted it's that our infrastructure is built upon it it's not an addiction it's a it's an energy requirement for sustaining this level of
1: yeah and they have no, they have no idea how farming works how ranching works how manufacturing works so they will say something like the PETA folks or the whatever folks like this is cruel what you do to animals and could we and should we treat animals humanely as we absolutely we should and we should always strive to be better but the thing is that y- you live in the upper east side of manhattan and you think food is going to whole foods and buying stuff mm. in a package and you have no idea what it took to get that thing look at this Daniel. this this is a- in a plastic bottle that was... Bro- this is not possible but for fossil fuels. Daniel,
7: mm-hmm.
4: I was talking to someone during the primary oh boy. and it was... Or, or, I'm sorry, not the primary. Yeah, was it? It was during lockdown. So like lock- primary was through lo- throughout lockdown, right, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So. And I mentioned something like if we shut down the economy, how eventually we're going to run out of food yeah. at the stores. And I had someone who was pro... Like a UBI guy say, what are you talking about? We can just go to the store to get food when we need it. Oh. And then I said, if oh. we do UBI... Mm and people don't work and don't make stuff and people aren't farming then where will the food come from? And they're like the store. What do you oh, mean? God. <laughs> oh god!
6: I hope you cut that person. it
4: was Twitter. It was Twitter. Oh. And I'm like, there are people who are literally sitting there thinking that like one day, oh, like th- a little th- loaf of bread just appears on the shelf and slowly starts growing. It grows, Yeah. And then you take it, and another one responds. Yeah. They yes. had to be or,
6: trolling you, Tim. No, no, they gotta no, be. No. Oh
4: no, I think. Ian! Please be troll. Think about how stupid <laughs> the average person is. Yeah, Now realize half of them are stupid. When I was in first grade, we took
6: the Iowa Basics, and Mm I got in the 99th percentile. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess we all got in the 99th percentile because that was the easiest thing. They just asked me a bunch of questions, stuff they already told me. But that's just not how society works. People failed.
4: It's like, but they told you this. I can't remember.
6: Uh, yeah. It was the most obvious. It was like, the, here's all the answers. Now write them down. And how people couldn't get it. I just don't. Yeah. And we, I and mean, when people are looking at why food
1: prices are going up and, and COVID has a lot to do with that. Oil prices has a lot to do with that inflation. But, but as you were saying with this guy who doesn't know where food comes from, <laughs> we paid so many. And, and working <laughs> in a slaughtering house is not glorious work, right? Yeah. It's, it's probably really brutal. Um, I'm sure it, it pays okay, but it, you know, it's not that, you're not going to make a, a, a huge living. It employs a lot of ex-convicts. Right. It it employs a lot of people with records because you're slaughtering cows. Um, And I know this having talked to people who do this, who own these companies for a living. Mm. And they were making more to stay home the last year and a half with COVID. And so now you are bringing in beef that is not getting processed that we're throwing in the garbage. I have a friend who has five barns and each one of them has 75,000 little baby chicks that they raise <gasps> wow. to a certain size and then the Tysons or companies like that come and take them off and they process the chickens and that's why there's always chickens in the grocery store. Mm. But because of COVID, that was all shut down and the chickens got too big and all of the machines that process chickens, the chicken has to be this big or this big. And now the chicken grew an extra two months. And well, you know what they said? And this is my and his mom was genuinely in tears. They said, go into your barns and turn off the AC and (gasps) close the door. Wow, And they and that was what they had to do. Oh and that was the God. FDA that and said, and then what? That. Throw them away? And then you throw them away. And that was wow. the FDA that was yes. like, and that's what you do. Hundreds of thousands of chickens that are perfectly healthy. Why? Because the government said they're not essential workers. So Let's, now people are like, why is food so expensive? Government. I wanna, I wanna talk about cascade, yes. I, uh, I wanna talk about economic
4: cascade failure. So you may have seen these stories over the past few months of like, people putting up signs saying, we all quit, right? You, you were just mentioning that, for the past year or so, people are getting paid more not to work, so why would they work? I think that plays a role in people not working. So what happens is we had a story recently, another one, where it's like sign appears on a restaurant. We've been working for a month straight with no days off. There's not enough people here, so we all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah. When you have a restaurant with 10 people and that allows you to have rotating shifts of part-time workers, people get their days off. When three of them end up quitting for whatever reason, leaving for whatever reason, and now you, only, you you. have less substantially less staff. People have to pick up shifts. Then you say, look, we have no one else. We need you to come in. And then they say, I can't work this many hours. I quit. It's a cascade failure where the more people who quit, the more people will quit, meaning more people will quit. Yeah. So even though we've ended the COVID unemployment benefits... You ever, you ever, you ever have like a drain, like a thing of water and you're like draining the tub and you swirl it with your finger for fun to make that spiral? That's what we did. That's what the democratic establishment, the governors, and many republicans did. They decided that as the, the the economy was being shuttered, they would swirl the water as fast as they could to try and kickstart that, that little whirlpool to, to to kick off. As soon as they got a a certain amount of people to quit, it be, it's ignition. It Mm -hmm. becomes self-sustainable. A better, a better way to put it is they had the stick in the wood and they were doing that little thing to get the stick to friction and they were like, we just need ignition. Once we get to the point where we generate enough friction for the business, people will quit. Once people keep quitting, it becomes a self-sustaining collapse, a cascade failure of economics. And now we're going to see prices go up. I'm seeing, I saw more people today post photos of empty store shelves. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me that it's been going on for so long, but you know what makes sense when they talk about a great reset, about people consuming too much. And I'm like, well, here it is. People are, people are going to wake up one day to $10 milk. And that's when things get crazy. So,
1: and it's happening in a bad time because winter always exacerbates economic problems, right? You have you have transportation problems because of snow, because of ice, because of cold. Um it, things are just harder to 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 maintain in 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 winter. Um so prices are going to skyrocket. Not to mention oil prices, gas prices, heating, electricity yeah. prices, heating prices. Right, so it's going to be bad. They, I actually on the on the drive here, they were already talking on the news about they have noticed uh, an increase in hoarding tendencies again at big box stores, toilet paper, paper towels. There's nothing causing it. There's no there's no something on the horizon, but people just feel it. This is the the fascinating thing of sociology. The people who are paying attention. The people who are paying mm-hmm. attention are feeling it, and people are people are are doing it. Um. So yeah, we're we're headed to some very 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 dark times. You want to know how dark it is? Let me just pull up this story right here.
4: Two men arrested in New Zealand for smuggling KFC into COVID, lockdown Auckland. Okay, so not necessarily the same thing <laughs> as economic failure, but but come on. This is the psychotic nightmare dystopia story you never thought you'd see. Yeah. Smuggling KFC. Why is KFC banned? Why can't you have KFC? I don't
7: know.
1: What does that have to do with COVID? Maybe like they were in an area that you're not allowed to. Are they in a quarantined area? Because their quarantines were geographic. Like you
6: are not allowed Take to. Out quarant- is banned. Take out his band. Take out his band. What? Why? Because it might have COVID on it. Okay. Duh. So look, I highlight this <laughs> oh, just to show. What the hell is happening
4: when when they set policies in play in into in, in motion that create a cascade failure, a collapse. This is just another example of mm. the absurdity of the rules that make no sense that will just cause people to lose their minds.
6: Mm. Yeah, COVID doesn't live out in the environment for very long. I mean, that's pretty, pretty. I mean, well but, but but that's, yeah. that's
4: that's besides the point. The point I'm saying is people in government don't know, don't care. They're just like, burn it down. Just whatever it takes to make people go crazy and burn it down. Middle class people seeing the price. We went to the store the other day. We were like, we want to get some charcuterie, some meats and cheeses. We had the the shopping cart maybe about 20% full and it was $400. Now, I I get it. You know, cheese and meat can be costly, but a year ago, we filled up a whole cart, including our standard selection of meats and cheeses. We're not buying like fancy, you know, French imported meats, like regular salami and stuff. We would fill up the whole cart for 400 bucks. I, I remember a year ago we filled the cart and we had like beans and rice and meat and cheese and milk. And I was like, "Wow, 400 for this—that's crazy!" Now it's like the cart's barely full, and I'm Damn. like, "What is happening?" Mm. This I is been, bad.
2: I have been photo-documenting my grocery trips because every single time I go, I spend about the same amount, and every time it gets smaller. This last time, I filled the seat that the kid sits in. With mm. the food that I was buying for myself for a week, and it was like eighty dollars. Yeah. And I was like, "This is not what I used to be able to buy. This is insane." And the stores, the shelves are empty. This is yeah. something I noticed too. There's no dairy. There's very little beef. We I don't couldn't know. get cream. Yeah, mm-hmm. how this bothered the me. The end of the world.
4: Cream for my coffee. Yeah. And we went, and uh, I like heavy cream. I don't like the half and half. It's got a little sugar in it. I don't I, don't, I want like fresh cream. And we went to the store over a month, not nothing. And so I asked them, I was like, how do you have none? And they were like, it just doesn't come in. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, but you got cheese and ice cream. And they were like, I guess, you know, they're prioritizing, they're not prioritizing the heavy cream because it's like a special use case. How many, how much, like, come on, if you go to the store and you want something with cream, you're going to get milk, you're going to get cheese, you're going to get yogurt, Mm. you're going to get ice cream. Heavy whipping cream is probably one of the last things people get. And not everybody puts cream in their coffee like, like that. But when you're doing keto, you know, things like that, you're like you want to use fresh heavy cream, less sugars, less, you know, milk particles and stuff. They didn't have it. So we had to go to a different store and we found a crummier version that spoiled much faster. Mm. But that that that's something that really freaked me out because aside from the cream, were these little stars they put up everywhere that said $500 sign-on bonus mm. all over the store. I put it on my Instagram. Yep. You can watch the video. Yep. I'm like, "Yo, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of some stuff." Like boy, do they got a lot of canned whipped cream? Hmm. But that's like corn syrup. Or that's something.
1: not. Yeah, that's that's it, yeah, that's, is, that's oil. It's, that's not, some yeah. of it. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah.
4: Some of it's good though. Some of it's well. Some of it's okay.
2: Depends on what you. But I'm at, like, you know? I just want fresh cream.
4: Like yeah. I want I want to eat healthy and have. Cl- I guess if you were to ask someone what they were going to buy first, they'd be like, I'll take the the, the ready whip,
0: hmm. you know, whipped
4: cream bottle over the fresh cream. You know what I mean? So they pri- they're not prioritizing it, or the store wasn't getting it. I went to a couple stores, didn't have it. Yeah. We finally found yeah. a store that did. We got a bunch. It didn't last as long for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm like, we like the the, the good organic stuff.
1: I mean, we've been doing this as a country for, you could argue, almost 400 years, or not as a country, but as people on this land. Uh, Our economy got to a stage of so well-oiled, so supply line genius. So it it is really Adam Smith in in operations. You know, there's always that expression... um, or that like a running joke in the economic world of how many uh, um, Chinese restaurants can you have on one block in New York City, and the answer is <laughs> as many as the market allows, right yep. like mm-hmm. like there is no rule, like we got to the point that, yeah, you could get your heavy cream your your fresh whipping cream without even thinking about it because all these literally millions of invisible hands were all working together, yeah. making things happen, so and all we needed was this this one big government that just thought they knew better. For your own good, yep. Have you, Have and, and we're never—it's going to take a, another five years to recover from this. this. I, I
4: feel like we're in the rat utopia experiment. <gasps> you're familiar, uh, you, guys, you guys are familiar with? it? Oh that? yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, uh, Shane, who writes uh, for our mysteries and, and, and tales of intrigue for Timcast.com. The new shows we're getting ready to launch soon—the podcast version. And one of the stories he wrote is about the, the rat utopia experiment and the, what was it, the Kurt, Curtis Richter? Was that his name? I think think so. The rat experiment? That's the hope experiment. But the rat utopia was that he, he created a space, put the rats in it, gave them unlimited food and water and said, do whatever you want. Hmm. And eventually they, they just went nuts, started killing each other. Uh, things got really bad. There was, there was a one group called the beautiful ones that would just groom themselves and do nothing else. They would all huddle in the same place. Just behavior became very, very weird. So what you're bringing up now, because I I know we mentioned the right experiment stuff quite a bit, but the point I'm trying to make is the idea that I'm put out Mm. over the fact I can't snap my fingers and get my cream, it's kind of insane, isn't Mm. it?
7: Mm -hmm.
4: How about back in the day, you had to actually go find a cream salesperson or a farmer who had a dairy farm, and you'd be like spending a few days, or you'd know who the one person was who had it, and you'd be like… You know, oh hey, honey. Uh, Jim says we, we we should be ready to pick up our our uh, our supply of cream. You know, in three days when it's ready, and you just couldn't get it because it didn't exist. Now we're so used to everything at our fingertips, yeah. having an overabundance of food, an unlimited supply of ridiculous things like cream of all things, and sugar candies, and unlimited water. And we that, are living in that utopia, and
1: that is the problem that unfolds a lot of the the hyperbolic social ills that the left likes to say are dividing this country. You know, systemic racism and and militant misogyny and sexism. And the response often is we live in the not to say that there are not ills in society. We live in the time of such privilege. Henry VIII could not have imagined a more right? opulent lifestyle. I know. I mean, you, just look at how many pillow options you have. Just one. P- <laughs> Promo code yeah. POSO. Yeah. Promo code POSO. <laughs> like it, it, the, the level of privilege we have. Our, the, the, uh, the, American poor, and this is another thing if you do any international travel, especially to developing countries or like real just dis- poverty and imp- impoverished countries, which I have, our poor, Have better quality of life than the vast majority, than literally half the world's population. Our poor, and 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 not to say that we shouldn't make our poor more prosperous or allow them to become more prosperous, but the level of of prosperity and opulence and comfort we have is is almost sickening. We
4: went to the mall, and uh, I walked in, and you get to the like. There's a bunch of the you know doors, and it's like you get to the middle, and there's the three stories. So you've got two stories, but then it's an even higher Mm. dome of glass. And I was like, man, if you took someone from like the 1500s and brought them in, yeah. they would be like, oh, "For what God have you created this palace?" <laughs> yeah. Be like, no, I'm just buying sneakers. <laughs> exactly. I, don't know. I wanted to get an ice cream while I was yeah. here. That's, yeah. that, that is insane. You look at these buildings.
1: Look at, I tweeted this the other day. Look at, go to the grocery store and look at how many orange juice options you have yeah. based upon your tolerance of pulp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it <laughs> And it's like, and, and the, the people who are like, oh, I don't drink pulp. It's like, you think we're going to abolish fossil fuels? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I only do grove stained, no pulp. And, and, no, we're never going to abolish fossil fuels because your lifestyle dictates that. I like Fiji water. Oh, Crystal so, Geyser. I don't like this water. Yeah. This is what we. One, one of the things
4: we talked about with uh, one of the things we talked about with Alex Jones the other day was, I think we talked about it on the show the the chicken analogy I like to use. I don't know if it was on the bone. I think it was on the bonus segment, perhaps. So people are getting. A, well, we'll we'll tell you the story and then I like to hear your thoughts on this. So you know, Alex likes to talk about the the
7: globalists and uh,
4: you know depopulation and the 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 one world and all this stuff. And I said, you know, what if it's true that we're overpopulating and like yeast in a bottle, we're consuming the sugars and farting ourselves to death. Mm. And so when, when we talk about any kind of these conspiracies, here's what I say. Imagine you have 10 chickens. And chickens like to take dumps in their water. You know, no. firsthand. Uh,
1: every morning when I clean out the water, I'm like, why do you keep why? doing this? Now, Just, I've, I've hung it from a string. I've put it on blocks. <laughs> I've made it so to the <laughs> point that all you can do is water. put your, your beak in it and they find a way to climb on top <laughs> and turn around every morning. I know, I clean I'm,
4: I'm, yeah. I'm impressed because sometimes I feel like it's on purpose and they're smarter Good. than I think. But no, no, no. Look. Uh, no. They're smart enough to realize not to drink the crap water, yes. but not smart enough to realize not to crap in it. They're
2: the ones playing. Now, in if them.
4: imagine you had ten chickens and they all keep crapping in the water, so mm. you go in one day and you do something to train them stop doing it. The next day, five of them stopped, and mm. five of them keep doing it.
1: Yeah.
4: Are which which what which, which, which chicken which chickens do you want to breed? And yeah, exactly. Not the ones that keep crapping in their water. Mm-hmm. So I bring that up because you talk about the activists the environmentalists, the, the ban climate, you know, uh, ban fossil fuels and climate change and all that stuff. Those are the people in cities who are the chickens crapping in their own water while they're being told to stop doing it, and they mm. keep doing it. Mm. At a certain point, mm. someone's going to be like, I'm not going to choose to put resources into those communities that keep crapping in their water and destroying everything. I would rather invest in communities that are more self-sustaining. Guess what? It ain't in the cities.
7: Mm. Mm-hmm. So the
4: like, it's like you were saying. These people are saying, I want to ban all fossil fuels, but I need 17 variety of orange juice based on my pulp consumption. Yeah. We and to- we peanut butter, everything.
1: Yeah. Bread. Mm-hmm. And, and we see that growth of of rural America. I mean, there is things are starting to shift. Suburbs are becoming, which is why there is a big push to, to end suburbia. Heck, Gavin Newsom, the day after he won a re-election, changed uh, zoning laws in California to ban single house uh, dwelling zoning laws. That's so right. Neighborhoods that you could only build a single family house. That's no longer gone because that's, that's, they have to get rid of that shift. They need people concentrated in the cities because that concentrates their power. But people who are able to, a lot of them are going to other states or just like I did left, I mean, 18 years in New York, 20 years in DC. And, and now I live in the middle of the country because you be, I wanted mm-hmm. to get the hell away from those policies. You want to be grow? an
4: environmentalist? Make a homestead. Yeah. Yeah. Grow, grow as much of your own food as possible. Tend to your own garden. I mean, look. If you've got a septic system, in, in a lot of ways, they're very self-sufficient. You do have to get them pumped, mm-hmm. but done right, that they, the bacteria can take care of things for you. Plus, you get well water. You can get some kind of. You can get renewable energy sources to offset your energy costs, and even remove yourself from the grid. Yet, you go to these cities, and they're the most wasteful. They, yep. they, they like the air conditioning cost for some of these cities, is so absolutely insane. Because they're completely inefficient, it's, and I don't know if you guys—you guys have been in New York. You ever see those big nitrogen tanks they have, mm. where they're blasting nitrogen underground, and the and the vapor is coming up from the ground. I think it's nitrogen. What I was told, and I fact checked man this one because I did this was just scuttlebutt I heard from like a local guy in New York, is that the underground cable infrastructure is so old, it's overheating and melting. Oh. so they just wheel in big tanks of nitrogen to a blast nitrogen
1: to cool it off, and they wow. yeah they
4: blast mm. it to to cool the cable so they don't melt. You've got infrastructure so old and decayed that we are wasting ridiculous amounts of energy to sustain this system, and we keep building on top of it. Those are the people that are voting nationally to implement rules on West Virginians' Who have like very little carbon footprint and tend to their own chickens and goats yeah. and grow their own corn or whatever. They're the
1: people who will, and I know friends who have done this and I do make fun of them, so I apologize if anyone listening is that person. They are the people who will postmates a bagel at 9am <laughs> to their house. That's true. And they will talk about sustainability. And you said, you know how many fossil fuels you just, how much waste there is that you couldn't either walk yourself or just you didn't buy bread and make your own little toaster. Not and only I like, that, no, but I really wanted they have really good bagels at this one place, and they will spend eight. I know people who have spent up to eighteen dollars for like a bagel with yep. cream cheese because that's just what they wanted for breakfast. So you it's tell like me you're going to abolish fossil fuels. It's like Wally.
4: You know, the, the big fat mm-hmm. people sitting in the chairs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, 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 I know the story about post-mating the bagels, man. I've seen in, in New York people being like, I've ordered a tea. Yeah. I've seen people order a bubble tea. Yeah. And I'm like, you had someone come on that like little electric, mo- that little electric moped that, that consumes energy. So you can have a bubble tea. Yeah.
1: And those are the classes we're building now. So there's the elite class. There's the coding class, learn to code. Mm-hmm. And we will have this enormous working class of now, maybe one day you'll be able to post mates through, through in, in artificial intelligence. We're not there yet. Someone is still cutting open the bagel and putting the cream cheese on it and putting and handing it off to the guy. Maybe we're what 20 years away from all that being automatic. But as of now, we still need actually, it seems like we need the Uber world. The we need a growing unskilled labor which is the not pejorative sense I mean it in the economic sense unskilled labor workforce and why are we importing tens of thousands of them every month because that keeps part of that economy going and people like it
4: I'm, I'm thinking about human behavior and you mentioning like maybe we'll get to the point of the AI making the bagel or whatever in Star Trek you know Captain Picard goes tea Earl, computer tea Earl Grey hot and then it just appears in front of him hmm. I wonder about what humans would do if we had access to that stuff I think people would gorge themselves to death. Yes. I think it would, so I think there's a lot of people in this country that have the ability to eat whatever they want whenever they want because Mm. they have access to enough resources to do so. And I I don't even mean that much money. Somebody makes, you know, mid five figures and they decide to use their excess cash to just eat, 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 eat. But there's a lot of people who don't have the money to spend to do that and so they end up thinner simply by virtue of not having the ability to buy the food. Mm. What if everybody had the ability to walk up to something and just be like, Entire cheesecake, caramel on top, extra whipped cream, oh. pumpkin spice. And you could just keep doing it and they would gorge themselves. I wonder if people would just, if they really did have that kind of level of technology, mm. if we reduced the cost to near zero or did a UBI and we had AI producing everything, I think people would be like Wally. They'd sit in chairs and they'd be like, I washed myself with a rag on a stick. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. You know, that would be an awesome kind of, kind of cruel, but an awesome, experiment like imagine if you had to take someone who mm. was willing to you know they had to work from home you know and for you're going to live in this room for a month and here's your job blah 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 but when you ask for something you're going to get it you know just like we, we, we can't do it instantaneously we need a little bit of time but like it's lunchtime what do you want to eat it's dinner time what do you want for dinner it's breakfast what do you want for dinner uh, it's movie time. What do you want to watch? And you would wonder if after a day it would be like I want to watch porn. I want to eat this. I want to eat this. I want to eat this. And you'd love to know if after the month the person would come out dead, or if they, or, or if at a certain point they'd be like, I feel disgusting. Like we all do that, you know. Like yeah. bachelor party weekend and you're drinking and open bar, even at a wedding. But at a point, most of us are like, you know what? I'm, I'm That's just. Fine. Can I just have a water? You wonder if people would... I'd be curious to see if you could do it with multiple folks, how many would just become... That gluttonous, disgusting slob. You know, I think.
4: Five, I,
5: fo- five folks from the city and five folks from the country?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just, if, yeah, yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to see. I, I like to think about a certain. I know. Sounds like a reality
4: if, show we should fund. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Now, I, I like know, that. like,
1: my, I know what my tastes are and I don't know what I would ask for, but I like to think that by, like, the third day, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to have dessert sure. again. This is yeah. brilliant. But w- would I? Mm-hmm. Utopia Island. And we take.
4: <laughs> You know, yeah, five people from the city, five people from the country, and every morning they can request anything they want at all.
1: Yeah.
4: I mean, obviously, you can't get a jet. The point is, in terms of your living, you have access to any food. Any entertainment, you
1: just have to trick them as all good sociologists, all good experiments do. You have to trick them to think that the experiment is about something else. Right. They can't know it's about their food choices. Right. Mm. Just and part of this, you can ask for whatever you want to eat. But the the experiment of the ten of you on this, as you have to no, build, no, no, no. it's a reality show. on this reality show is something else, and they don't know that. This fun. is, this is really the experiment. I, I would fund mm. that. I think that
7: would be <laughs> awesome. Be awesome. Yeah. I want to know the results of that. I yeah. would love to see what people would <laughs> we do. Would, we
4: would, we would, we, we, we would tell people like the goal of Utopia Island is to perform tasks or do X. And then as an aside, we'd say, yeah. you know, uh, put in any order for any kind of food you want. If you have a craving for a, you know, blue cheeseburger, onion rings, anything like that, you want a steak. Let us know and we will get whatever food, whatever entertainment. (laughs) One challenge. Because because we want people working on the show to be comfortable. Yeah. I'd love to see if it
1: confirms stereotypes. Like does the guy from Boston always like lobster and chowder? Like, you know, does the guy from, (laughs) like is the Italian always like getting pasta? I'd love to know if it like confirms. I think region more than ethnicity. You know, like somebody who grew up in Boston. So Pasobic is always getting a (laughs) cheesesteak. There's,
6: you'll have to, again, seriously, you have have to measure for them. The, like if if you eat a sandwich and I see you eating it, there might be something in my mind where like, I want that. if I smell onions on your breath, I'm like, man, I want onions. You know that. So we gotta, you'd have to isolate them when they eat, and then nope, make sure nope, that you don't nope, smell nope, each other's nope, food. Nope, not at all. Because otherwise, all. they might,
4: literally at any time you can ask us for food, and we will get it for but you. But
6: the, then they might not go with what they want, just whatever they see in the moment. That's you know? irrelevant. Well, it might taint the the study. Why would it taint the study? Because you don't know what their real choice. Like it, there, it changes there, there what is, their choices are. There is no are, real choice. It's literally like, like when, you need when
4: when people are in a, in a in a group, when people are on an island. That's not the point of the study. The study is. We will give you access to any food at any time of the day. You let us know. Uh, we're here for you. Just let us know what you want. Literally, you name it. You want tiramisu? We'll get you tiramisu. You want a, you want a whole cheesecake? We'll get you a whole cheesecake. Just literally tell us. We it would you.
1: be curious to know if, like, your tendency is to be healthy. Like, I'm not going to smell yeah. your salad and suddenly crave salad. Yeah. But, like, if you smell my chocolate cake, would you suddenly be like, that smells really good? You oh, no. Yeah. People, people go cake. in the
6: fridge and they're like, what's in here? Yeah. Oh, I'll eat that. Yeah. yeah. Social. yeah. Like, so, but you imagine got to be a control if it was study. Anything. Think I'm thinking of frisée so salad cool. with cranberry, pine nuts, and spirulina. There you go. I, mean, it's there,
4: I, think, some, I think you'd be surprised. I think there'd I be a lot of people. It's,
6: it's the an exotic green. Dancer. It's a seaweed, and it's one of the healthiest foods on earth. Now, here's spirulina. It's like,
4: it's like an algae, isn't it?
6: Yeah. yeah. Here's the funny oh.
4: thing. Could you imagine? Somebody comes in, like a working class person, moderately, like av- average weight. And they're like, I can order anything. You mm-hmm. literally tell us what you want to eat while you're on the show. We take care of you because so that you can, oh, I'll, I'll take a, a T-bone. I'll take a mashed potatoes and some asparagus. It's like, mm-hmm. you got it. We come back. I'll take a dessert. You know, yo, know, you want a dessert? Oh, absolutely. Apple pie ice cream. Done. Mm-hmm. Done. Pumpkin mm-hmm. spice, you know, cake, with <laughs> carrot cake or whatever. And then by the end of the, by the end of the month, they're like 40 pounds overweight. Disgusting. I think I think I, you'd find it. Yeah, I, I think, think you'd be would.
1: curious to see if people would gorge themselves if if they were given unlimited options. or do you have like, it, it, the question? Is do, does the human individual have the ability to? Uh, regulate. Uh, uh, regulate itself mm. or is it again we're back to Locke and Hobbes, or is it the society that regulates you <laughs> right. is it you looking yeah. at me when we have 2 p.m. check-in that you're like whoa turning you got a little chunky there you know <laughs> like am I not eating because I see that you see that I got fat or am I not doing it because of my yeah. own All self-awareness right.
4: here's another idea we also have a plant who does nothing but eat nonstop, <laughs> not slovenly not like, blah, 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 but just being like, whenever they see him, he's got like, fr- you know, he's got like fried Brad Pitt, or- Notions mm-hmm.
1: Eleven. Do you ever notice in Ocean's Eleven, he's always eating, he's <laughs> always eating something. So they
4: walk in, and he's got like a thing of mac and cheese, and he's like, "Hey, how's it going? You know what, what's been going on?" And then the guy walks in, he's got like a cheesecake, and he's eating, and then someone sees "I'll, I'll take a cheesecake too," yeah. and then mm. this person secretly is just exercising full speed. And you know, so they're always looking really good, but they're yeah. always eating nonstop.
1: We could do it with animals. We could try. You know, there are like, you know, there are certain dog breeds that they call free feed that people they just leave food, and when the dog right. is hungry, it will go. If I did that to my dogs, <laughs> they would eat until they threw up. They would eat the throw up. They would eat, and that's and they like you cannot have food around. Can, uh, they're very well trained. They wouldn't ever eat my food. I? But but I'd be yeah. curious to see if, if if humans have that like. Certain dog breeds. Some do and some don't.
4: Can I legally do a chicken utopia experiment? Oh. So we're building the new chicken city. Yeah. It's going to be fully enclosed because we have a fox. Yeah. And then a hawk just recently attacked and then Roberto went, and then all the chickens ran inside. (laughs) So we're like, okay, we'll do the chicken run. We'll do the whole thing covered. Yeah. You can walk in it, but you have to go through the door. What if we just let them keep having babies? Well, you know what I'm going to do? I want to get a big, huge, maybe like 50-gallon food thing. That we just fill up and they just eat the food and the food comes down and they keep eating it.
1: I think it doesn't spoil as long as it stays dry, right? Yeah, I've, my chickens, I have every now and then gone out and, and there's still food in their bowls because they're just, they like to peck at the grass and they like to peck at bugs. I don't see them eating to the point that the food is gone. My dogs, yes.
4: But, but my, the point is, if we give chickens access to unlimited food and water, and they keep having babies mm. will it turn out like the rat utopia will chickens oh. as different kind of animal be have a different chromosomes right birds mm-hmm. zw or something i don't know will they will they have a different reaction to a limited space but unlimited resources
1: no, they uh, even, stop. Even, even, even the roosters your, will fight each other. Even your your three chickens that are too small to be in the public, but are a little too big for like they they want out because their space yeah. is getting small. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they need if their space is limited, they'll start getting crazy when they get on top of each other. Yeah, mm. yeah,
4: yeah, that's the challenge because we got. Three of the babies are fully feathered now. I think they're at seven weeks about. But they're not big enough to be with the rest of the chickens because they'll get attacked. They'll get, that, they'll that's get the problem when
1: they start breeding at different times. That's why yeah. you have to control your roosters. You know, we can do that. Got all these different ages and it's too much work. We, just, yeah.
4: we'll, we let the older ones out of the, the enclosed coop and then close the door so they're in the run. And then we let the little ones out in the enclosed section to run and do chicken stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a tight space in there for them. Plus, we got we have five black star babies now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're special, mm-hmm. special breed. Yeah, the the girls, cool. every inch of their bodies are black except one of them has one white feather. <gasps> what
6: yeah. nice. That, yeah. That's a big part of the rat utopia experiment is the lack of space. They're they're stuck in a space, mm. so they have infinite stuff. That might not be a problem, like New York, right? Yeah. Your and space is limited, like, like Earth. We're stuck
1: here right now. Yeah, yeah. So, people, people keep trying to go higher, but you're still. Yeah, you're
6: still stuck. Yeah, if we could somehow remove that from the study, that'd be an interesting study. Yeah. Might not be any social issues at that point. I yeah.
1: have have tried to convince people as you know, I'm 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 uh, about two hours outside of D.C. and I've had a lot of friends come for the weekend and they talk about how it's almost therapeutic, right? I think mm. I think one of the biggest problems with D.C. or New York or any city is that many people never get a chance to not live in that environment. When I think of mm-hmm.
6: New York, I think of gray, like looking through gray air because it's so dirty from the I just imagine the grayness of that city and I think it's the brake dust and the, or the or and the lack outside. of light, right? I mean when you have oh, yeah. when
1: every building is 70 80 90 stories, mm-hmm. you you live in the shadows a lot. There it's yeah. very hard to get some. That's why people flock to, to to Central Park. There's not a lot of sunlight especially in the Midtown area. So yeah, you just you're surrounded by huge, tall. Oh,
4: New York! People, people don't understand this. It's 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 With, tough. It's a tough yeah, place to be. It's worth seeing once. Imagine an apartment mm-hmm. where your only window, when you look out, is a brick wall. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. it's within like five feet of the other building. <sighs> There's nothing to see outside your window but a brick wall, and you're locked in there for like a year.
6: And you're paying forty eight hundred dollars a month <laughs> yeah. for yep. it.
4: Yep. People lose their minds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like solitary confinement. But they
6: don't know they're losing their minds. That's the crazy part. A lot of times, when you're losing your mind, you don't realize you're losing your mind. It's just yeah. things to start to seem. You get angry at stuff. You get mm-hmm. less, a little tolerant. You know, that's losing your. Mi- that's an aspect of losing your mind. Yeah,
5: yeah. Getting back to that theme that we always uh, return to: uh, people getting mean. Just wait and see how mean they are when uh, the prices keep going up and the scarcity really kicks into place. That's yeah. when. That's yeah. when you're going to see a lot of mean-spiritedness just mm-hmm. escalate. Yeah, if,
4: if if Alex Jones is right, then I hope you guys are. Getting out of cities,
1: yeah, done. Yeah, people are just nicer in the cities. <laughs> and quite frankly, when I go grocery shopping, everyone's got a got a gun. Nicer in the cities, and, and, when, when, outside of the cities. Yeah, you know, when I go to the grocery store, uh, you know, you know, a lot of people are concealed carry, and it's just nicer. People are friendlier because they're 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 country folk. I'm a big mm-hmm. proponent, and like I said, and I'm a city kid. I am multi generation city kid. I am I'm a becoming a country boy, but I. I'm happier in the country than I ever could have been it's, in the city it's, it's really, just a different lifestyle
4: it's funny yeah. when you're with city people in the country and they'll point out to you someone's gun they'll be like oh yeah that guy's got a gun yeah. and I'll be like okay yeah, be like, yeah. they'll be like yeah he's got a gun and I'll be like I know half the people here probably just can't see him you mean he's open carrying we can see yeah. you don't need to tell us But <laughs> 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 well, you know I'm not going to pretend to be some country boy either. I grew yeah. up in the city. I've only been out here for a
6: year. I was in um, Northeast growth. Ohio. I grew up in, in the suburbs, Chicago Falls, and I kind of always loathed the country because mm-hmm. it was like less technology. You know, I like to play video games. We'd go to my aunt and uncle's house in the country and it was like, it was just boring. There was cows, you know, there were fields. It, was, it smelled stinky and there was nothing to do um for me cuz i was a city boy but then mm. i went to the city i loved it then the internet came out and now it's like fresh air fresh air is number 1 yeah mm. fresh air man mm. I, I smelled that dank stank for so long in new york yeah. city it it started to destroy my mind i mean my ooh, ooh, yeah. yeah
1: and silence which i think we, we as a society have less tolerance for mm-hmm. silence that's why I how many people couldn't get through the entire uh, movie what was the movie where they weren't allowed to talk because the aliens silent the, place? people mm. I know couldn't get through it because it was just it was too mm. quiet you know I mean how many people walk with you know what amazing when you see people driving with earbuds in oh. and and you don't even put on the radio like I, it just people are constantly genius, And our yeah. younger people and them sound like an old fogey you young folks but our younger people are bombarded bombarded by sounds nonstop. Internet, phone, music, silence is 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 key to any thoughtful person, and you don't find a lot of silence well, in the city.
4: When we go yeah. outside at night, we hear really weird things. There's weird
7: bugs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, it's like it's it's kind of fun. There's well, stink bugs. <laughs> right, aren't they coming no, back? no, no, oh, stink bugs are back. Yeah, they yeah. are. The back. You, you, oh. you know the funny thing is, yeah. Stink bugs are back. <laughs> we, I have the air conditioning <laughs> on like invasive species from China. yeah, I, yeah. Mm. Yeah, brown I marmalated bug. have marbled stink bugs. I have AC on full blast. Oh, I know. And it's like 75 outside and 60 in the house, and they're still trying to come in. Yeah. And then they get cold and fall to the ground. Yeah. Like, the bars like, like, the sting Why boxes? are you coming into my freezing get house? Yeah. I don't understand that. It's, I guess it's instinct. They go inside to escape. You know, for the winter, but then it's colder inside. The good news is, chickens absolutely love. I was stink just going to
1: say that. Try to catch them, yeah, and they play fine. like stink bug rugby. You just they take one, and they run. you give it a little shake so he's stunned. Oh,
6: sorry, this is <laughs> So it's stunned. Throw him down, and the chickens We, we got to build chickens, <laughs> One I mean, of those what? mail it's tubes where you like put the mail in and it, it sucks it, but for stink bugs, <laughs> <stink laughs> from so we can put them up and it'll s- s- send it over the city. so I get in my room, you know. Let's go
4: super chats. If you haven't already, smash that like button. And uh subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. Go to TimCast.com. Become a member for those exclusive TimCast IRL segments. You don't want to miss the hour and a half we did with Alex Jones yesterday. That was fun. That was a big conversation. We knew it was going to go long because I have no control over the conversation when Alex Jones <laughs> is in the room. But uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, I do want to shout out Toby Walker who said, Malort is actually amazing. OMG. Ha. Well, we have a, a, a uh-huh. lot of Malort. And uh just wanted you to know. Um maybe we'll we'll do we'll we'll open it on the vlog and and talk about it. What is it exactly? It is a wormwood liqueur. Oh cool. Gross. Yeah, and, and apparently it tastes really really bad. All right. And well. my response was like I think all alcohol tastes bad, so I'm not sure this would
6: be a special it's rotten. <laughs> I is took it? a sauna a few, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's like rotten food is what Alcohol is, um, and then I got out of the sauna. and I felt so clean, and I sipped on the beer, and it tasted mm. rotten. It was the first time I ever sipped on alcohol, and it t- actually tasted like rotten food. I was like,
4: uh, Yeah, I don't mm. like
6: alcohol at all. I think no. it all tastes really bad. What do you think the sauna did to your taste buds? It cleaned out it, like it, it cleaned out a bunch of something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, that was incredible. That means that's it's working. Really- that's Ooh. awesome. And, I mean, and after I sit, good. I sit a little bit more and I could no longer taste the rottenness. It just tasted like beer again. Okay. Wow. That's, That's crazy.
4: All right. Dogbert says, Tim, I sent you an email about NFTing your show with Astro Zero NFT. We would love to work with you. We're actually planning on doing, uh we have portraits of all of our guests and creating digital NFTs of all of the portraits from all of our guests. They're all autographed as well. And Ian's working on that on that it's, stuff.
6: It's very, very exciting. Very exciting.
4: We've got like, uh, um, we, we we have I didn't see we have an Alex Jones one though I'm pretty we sure have, we
6: have one. an Alex Jones one we got Steve and we have Cannon. Polaroids that we take and it's really yeah. it's really an opportunity to create lots of crazy little bits of art and and then just sell them you know but I'll basically off, let people buy them
4: I was explaining to somebody how revolutionary an NFT is so when it came to cryptocurrency cryptocurrencies for the most part are fungible back in the day of the internet you wrote a song that song could be copied infinity you just just you can keep copying it and sharing it around. Then cryptocurrency came along, and all of a sudden, there were hard digital assets that could not be copied, but many of them. With NFTs, you have one existing object. So you could make like one of 30. So when we take we take a digital version of these portraits that are autographed, there is only one digital version in existence. There's a physical version and a digital version. And so we're creating the digital version that only one person can own at a time.
6: But someone can still copy the picture. So you could still save the picture and have a copy of yourself, but only one person will own the original digital copy.
4: Exactly. So a copy of a famous painting, sure, people might want to buy it to hang up, but it's not the original. Right, exactly. The original is the one worth 50 million bucks. Mm -hmm. So having that original NFT... Sanctioned by the author. That's right. All right, let's read. Michael Fernando Melo says, San Jose got worse. People pee crap and leave used, woof, adult Um, prophylaxis in front of my home. Yuck. Lots of homeless... A man was murdered a block from my home. I've joined the Bay Area Mises Caucus to be, uh, to become a delegate. Need to leave Cali.
6: Cool. Wow. Yes. Man, that sounds terrible. Get out. Mm
7: hmm. Yeeks.
4: All right. Let's see. Shooting on a shop at a pressure. Batacav Care says, Yay. This is for <laughs> Sour Patch Lids passing up Sour Patch Kids. Yes. Woo. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Oregon Life says, Tim, you called me a coward last week. You live in the middle of nowhere, hiding behind a camera, censored by big tech. Take off the beanie, coward. I mean, if I was really a coward, why wouldn't I just do like political uh, consulting for big networks where i can tell them like here's how you build a big network go ahead and lie to people why should i challenge the establishment and put a risk on my neck i'll tell you what if i wanted to work as hard as i do why wouldn't i just make i don't know like a minecraft channel why bother getting involved in the culture war and defending liberty and freedom and, and critical thought there are a lot of people who um would prefer to chop the tree down today so that they may have a comfortable chair to sit in tomorrow And there are a lot of people that would plant a tree whose shade they know they will never sit beneath so that their children will have a beautiful tree
6: with fruit and shade. And just sit on the ground? Let's just Mm. sit on the ground instead. Yeah, I'm down to grow some trees. Mm.
4: Chairs don't last forever. What I mean is, Mm -hmm. you know, people would say, I am going to sacrifice my principles today so that I can live comfortably today as well. And that's not a good idea. Mm. If I I really wanted to make tons of money, I could have just stayed working for Disney. I could have said, you got it, guys. Put me on whatever TV show you want. I will. Play ball. No problems from me. Instead, I said, hey, you guys are hypocrites and liars, and I'm not going to lie on camera. And they went, okay, well, then you can't do anything, I guess. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, can I quit? No. And I was like, well, okay. And then my contract ended, and I was like, I'm quitting. And they're like, okay. And there you go. So I don't know. You know, you do what you got to do. Billy Long says... Joins stream late. Ian, quote, We could actually have a prostitute on the show. Oh, you got there right in time. (laughs) There you go. uh, Leguma Feigion says, Israel has been developing a laser replacement for Iron Dome. Called the Iron Beam. Ooh, cool. it should be up by the new year. The lack of funding for Iron Dome may accelerate the development of the system, and we may see it in action sooner.
7: Wow! A laser
4: mm. replacement would be substantially faster and more efficient. Hardcore. You would probably not even see it; it would be infrared. All that would happen is the rockets from Gaza would go pop, 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 <laughs> pop, pop. Because this would that go. <laughs> 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 That'd be cool. Instantly, just going. <laughs> yeah, laser weapons, unlike in the movies, travel at the speed of light. In the movies, they're slower than bullets, which is the weirdest thing <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that I never understood. Yeah. Aaron Taylor uh, Tabor says, birthing persons of the night. Yes. Ah, yes. Agreed. Yes. Thank you. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> Lathancraft is a real discussion on legal sex work would be interesting. It would be interesting. You should talk to Alice Little, who is the most successful at legal sex worker in Nevada. Yes, I think it would be uh, important to talk about. Jeremiah Jensen says, Hey, Tim and crew, I finally joined the members page on Timcast. Tim and crew take off the YouTube filter and show their real true opinions. It's a great show. Everyone should join. I'll put it this way. we On this show, we're careful about the arbitrary editorial guidelines of YouTube. But at least I'll say this. We try to make sure anything we talk about on this show is true and honest opinions. But if we're going to talk about certain issues... We want to be open and we, and we're worried about getting shut down or censorship. We put it on timcast.com. So there is a, there is a conundrum, but the, you know, to YouTube being censorious and violating the rights of people to express themselves. I suppose the challenge is YouTube is the culture war battleground. It is. Mm. We can say on principle, I quit. And then completely lose all resources and access and influence in the culture war. Or we can say, I'm going to reallocate a large portion of the workday towards a private place, a speakeasy, as it were, and then show people on YouTube. Here's how you find the speakeasy. And here are the ideas where you can go. And more importantly, when people are like, Jim, you know, you're on YouTube and you should quit. It's like, yeah, and I had Alex Jones on three times. Mm-hmm. I had Steve Bannon yep. on twice. You know, they, they can't do their own YouTube channel, so at the very least we're able to provide some kind of safety boat where ideas can still happen even if people disagree with them. It's not perfect, you know, I wouldn't, I would like to get off YouTube and we're working towards building up Tim, timcast.com for that reason, but I still think there's value in having a platform where we can have guests like Alex Jones and Steve Bannon who actually aren't allowed on the platform. They're not allowed to have their own platform, but we can host them. Alright brandon taylor says have you guys thought to start a record label to add another branch to the culture that you are building or a separate channel promoting bands yes just not now you know so we have to get to
6: that point yeah it seems like the age of labels is kind of coming to a close record labels you know trying to snag someone and profit off of them is kind of a insidious i
4: disagree i think there's a lot of people who are good at making music Mm. and not good at business well that's for sure yeah so they need uh, help they need someone who can be like as long as it's
6: fair you know they got they got rocked. I was gonna yeah. say yeah they got they got messed up by the record industry. A lot of mm-hmm. Billy Joel lost like a decade of income from oh, wow. his, his record contract. Yep. Oh.
4: Jeez. <laughs> John Christian says Elijah Schaefer and Sidney Watson new show already taken down and suspended from YouTube just nine days in. Yep. But but. Mm-hmm. A strike or what? Two, guys, strikes. Mm-hmm. two strikes. Two strikes already? Nine days. Yep, what? Yeah. Why? So what did they, what yep.
2: happened? They were talking about child mask mandates and they showed studies or something. That's wow. what I saw from Sydney. That's all it took. Yep. Doesn't take a lot. That's Start crazy. up your uh, website, you guys. Wow. Yes.
6: Get your after show going.
2: That's right. It's the way forward.
1: Wow.
4: Nunya Business says Tim Pool: "Big tech and media won't attack the left because they'll literally show up and burn their houses down." Also, Tim Pool: the right, "The right must not use violence because it doesn't help." All uh, what you what you miss in that quote, uh, Nunya Business, is Tim Pool: "Quote also, the left controls the cultural institutions, and when Antifa gets violent, they're defended by big tech and by media. Yep. The right doesn't have that opportunity and is fighting an uphill battle." We're in an era where after the Black Lives Matter riots happened, they lost. From They went from 25% net support to three, losing 7% from the year prior, which were their gains. They have generated a massive opposition because of their riots. So the last thing you need to do is create propaganda for your enemy, especially when you know that the right could go outside and wave a little flag, and they'll scream, Nazis marched, and Antifa can burn down a cafe killing a guy, and they'll say, peaceful protest. So when when you gain control of cultural institutions, come back and make arguments. Until then... All right, let's see. John Fitz, uh, Josh Fitzgerald says, "Tim, you definitely have to do a show for uh, for us up here in Canada. We somehow just elected the king of blackface again."
2: Yep, <laughs> that that
4: was really impressive to me. I'm impressed.
2: surprised. Canadians
4: are big fans of that stuff. So. Yes, yeah. the Canadian people like blackface. You know, because you know I, the reason I say that, and I genuinely mean this. The first time he did it, people complained about it, and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I understand why they're upset, but what about like the third instant now? Three. Is it the right?
1: So many photos, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And
4: yeah. so it's like the second time you can have people, if people chalk it up to like, okay, we get it, it's bad. But the third time and they vote for them, I'm like, they like it.
2: Yeah, come on,
4: actions speak louder than words. They like it. Yeah, they're racist.
1: If you did a show in Canada, um, what would it be a boot?
6: Uh, Sorry, I just <laughs> had to. For Canadian
1: gravy. friends, I had to say it. I you had to p- say you it. mean
6: poutine. <laughs> poutine? poutine. Poutine, yeah, it's the poutine. Yeah, I, I, went, like, curds on I went to a,
4: I went to a poutine place in, uh, I think it was in Montreal. Yum. And it's just a French fry pr- place. Like they had bacon, cheddar, French fries, and I'm mm. like, yeah, we have that at hot dog stands. Mm. You know, and you can. The funny thing is, I'll tell you this: poutine in, in Canada is legit. Yeah, and I've gone to places in the U.S. that claim to have poutine, and it is not. They legit. do have French fries Bad. with like mozzarella balls on top. Exactly, and that's exactly. not poutine.
1: It's yeah. not it. Montreal is one of the best food scenes in the yeah. In, in, I had in the, in the world, yeah. let alone in the
6: continent. The opportunity but. to work at this place called Dusty's in L.A. and we, it was a French Canadian restaurant. Poutine. They're from Montreal. Man, that was great. Cool. Yeah. Great poutine. But
4: I went to a poutine place, and they had like you know, um, pull, barbecue pulled pork French fries. And I'm mm. like, a lot of that is just putting stuff on French fries. No, good yeah. to me. we do that here, <laughs> but it was really good yeah. cheddar bacon, chicken bacon ranch, all that mm. stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. But I gotta go, with the, I think the classic is where it is. No, uh, I'm not a big poutine kind of store. I'm sure all the Canadian people watching are like, dude, this is how you do it. Maybe we should make some, some poutine.
6: Yeah, it's probably pretty easy to make actually, actually. yeah. Cheese yeah. curds. Does okay. your diet your allow? Show.
1: Can you, can you eat fried french fries? Can, not you, on keto. can you? <laughs> I didn't say that, you know, I said we should make
6: them. Oh, you them. should make them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ian, Ian,
1: Ian
4: made a pawpaw bread. I, yeah. I tasted it a little bit. I'm not going to eat it. I would I'm eat, when I would
6: eat the poutine, I just kind of eat the cheese and the gravy. That's I do kind of give you a lot of that.
2: That sounds really good. I am hungry. Yeah, dude. (laughs)
6: Billy Long says Daniel
4: absolutely killed it all tonight love the show keep it up guys Ian yes. shouts from Cleveland go Browns
6: thanks Billy Long
1: yeah. I was actually just in Cleveland last week Ooh, what'd you do man. over there Uh met a potential donor
6: cool. oh so nice for the, the, for the company downtown,
1: for, the... for my organization yeah because we're a non we have to raise money
6: nice
1: um, I went to the steakhouse called Red and it was fantastic
3: awesome can people so, donate nice. to your organization and, and,
1: and Cleveland yes they can at power and Cleveland has as my first time there has stunning beautiful turn-of-the-century architecture it's incredible Mm -hmm. growing up in the
6: 80s it wasn't that cool it was kind of run down and then there's transformation in the 90s man i think it was the cleveland indians brought lots of money into that city in the 90s some beautiful
1: buildings like really beautiful buildings, oh, great place. It was great to walk around, and it's. I travel a ton for work. Sorry, I know you want to get back to to um, really quickly. No, I travel a ton for work, and I'm and all over the country all the time. Um, they are handling the homeless slash vagrancy problem better than almost any other city cool. I've seen. Hmm. I was surprised how clean the streets of Cleveland were, whereas cities of comparable size. Oh, Holy cow, but Cleveland mm. I, I I was really impressed. I thought it was great.
2: What is yes. their leadership in Cleveland? Are they a Democrat no
1: too? No idea. Hmm.
2: Hmm. I'd be curious. We gotta find yeah, out now.
5: No idea. Yeah, me too.
1: All right. So
4: Veron Sol says, Hey Tim, I got a friend who does frame and fact checking on a daily basis. I understand you're trying to start a nonprofit for exactly that. How would one apply? And how would you say one would demonstrate expertise in order to get an interview? Samples. Uh you would apply by going to jobs at timcast.com send an email. And let me explain right. the plan. Uh, we've already filed the paperwork for our nonprofit. It will do fact-checking. analysis. It'll do a general analysis of news outlets, like we're going to take 100 articles. We're going to look for uh, uh, ethics violations using the, the, the SPJ's uh, ethics. And then if it's an opinion piece but it's not labeled opinion, they get, an, they get an X. If they're falsely framed or factually incorrect, they get an X. If they tried to harm people, like here's the address of a man who posted a meme, then they'll get an X. Mm. And then you'll see like, Out of the 100 articles we read, 37 were deemed to be ethical journalism, and then we'll list a spreadsheet of all the articles, each with an explanation that you can read and assess yourself. Now, let me explain frame checking in the easiest way possible. Easiest way. You might believe, well, you guys probably don't because you're smart people, but there are a lot of people that believe that Border Patrol agents were whipping migrants. Why? Why? Instead of publishing headlines that read Border Patrol did not have whips and were not whipping migrants, all these outlets said White House condemns Border Patrol whipping migrants. Why? Because the White House said we condemn those horrible photos we saw. Someone says, did you see the photos of migrants being whipped? We saw them. They're horrible. We don't know the context. Headline, Mm. White House condemns whipping migrants. Framing it as though it actually happened. Mm. Proper framing would be, no, comma. border patrol agents did not have whips and did not whip migrants. Within the story, you would say, the White House, when asked, not knowing the context, erroneously concluded that, that it happened and that the photos were shocking. In reality, they were not equipped with whips. They were spinning the reins. That's it. They were holding the reins with the horse. And when they move, they spin it, I guess. They say it's a technique to keep people from getting too close to the
6: horse. Mm. Hmm. That's it.
7: Interesting. So that's, that's framing.
4: It's really clever things you can do to trick people. Yeah. But wait, so believing. they were
6: they were snapping them with leather reins. They weren't
4: slapping anybody no. with anything. They didn't hit they, anybody they with. Were it. Using no.
6: that's how you yeah. Steal that's the horse. How you are the saying they do it to keep people away. They're as well? on
4: the horse and they'll spin it so that people don't come up to them. They're yeah. not running up to them and whacking them right. with it. So yeah. it's defensive versus offensive deterrence. But yeah. it's like yeah, it's the, yeah. They they spinning spinning the rein is a big cry from having a whip and slapping somebody Oh yeah, defending a horse
6: is different than attacking a migrant But these
4: media outlets know that they can legally get away with saying White House condemns Mm. you know, Border Patrol agents whipping migrants because we didn't say they whipped migrants We said the White House condemned it We didn't say the White House claimed it was actually happening You know, it's like I condemn Ian, you know mercilessly beating children
6: of course. But I didn't do it, I didn't too. say he did <laughs> Oh, you're right. You just condemned it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you never I, said I, I condemn did it. Thank you. Right. Uh, yeah. It, you know, I mm. condemn it. Wait. But I didn't say he did
6: it. Yeah. You made a good point, Daniel, that the bad optics, bad media leads to bad policy mm. often, and that they could end up making some dumb rule like Border Patrol can't be riding on horses anymore. They like, probably they could, will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the stupidity that can come out of these misinformations. So, yeah. yeah.
4: All right. Keep it up. Yeah. Jay Tiger says, Tim, with all the union workers protesting again today... They have shut down construction for two weeks now in Melbourne. We had a 6.0 magnitude earthquake. Who's going to fix all the broken buildings? Wow. Not mm. the union workers. Wow.
7: Man.
5: Melbourne or,
1: just had a 6.2 magnitude yeah. earthquake?
4: It, yeah. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't. In the, the past last hour or two.
1: Oh, gosh! Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, literally as we're talking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 6.0 is, like, not that bad. No, bad, that's it? not that bad. But that's, that's, that's what it, you'll yeah. feel it. Not yeah. Is is it like yeah.
6: magnitudes that's their magnitudes yeah times 10 every number. exponential 10. increase the so higher beyond you once you get to seven you're out it's nasty nasty like bringing buildings i don't down. i don't know the full numbers but i i read somewhere
4: that like the difference between a 9.0 and a 9.1 is the difference between like a 6.0 and like an 8.9 Whoa. Oh. you know like the it's yeah. a massive mm-hmm. difference between non-linear yeah yeah exponential gain scalar no legs, no problem. TV says just brought a new, bought a new sidearm here in Kentucky. Tragically lost in a boating accident. Oh no! As mm-hmm. a concealed uh, carrier in Kentucky, that's all you need to walk out with your new sidearm. Sorry about your. All game. right,
1: <sighs> that's tragic.
7: Tragic
4: boating accident happens yeah. to the
2: best of us.
4: <laughs> okay, let's see what we got. John Kirsten says we need Daniel and Post to take a trip back to Alaska with a film crew to make a documentary. Make it happen, Tim.
7: Yeah, it'd be sure. awesome.
4: You guys, want to go to
1: Alaska and I, film? I, I, yeah, I, actually, we have we have talked about doing it, especially to tell the story of those people yeah, in the Pebble Mine village. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's interested in doing it. And oh, so. we have.
4: We, I think I think Jack's coming tomorrow.
2: Yeah, he's here tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: we'll uh, you know, we'll talk oh, after we'll the show. It, yeah. yeah, that that would be a great idea. I think it'd be That's awesome. Fun, yeah. Awesome.
1: Once they have Starlink up and running, we'll bring the whole crew. Yes. <laughs> we'll all go to Alaska, but you we, you know. We'll get there. I hope. Mr.
4: Wiggles says, "I know you like Star Trek, but I'm a Warhammer guy. We are heading to a grim, dark future like Warhammer 40K, where there is no good really outside of a few trying to survive. But in the end, all sides are seen as bad. Are you guys familiar with uh, mm-hmm. Warhammer? I played a lot
6: of Warhammer growing up. Yeah, Warhammer 40,000, Space Marines, uh, Grey Wolves. Uh, there's it's like uh, the humans have evolved. I don't really don't know too much about the lore, to be honest. Hmm. There's this thing called Tyranids. They're like these these ant." large ant creatures that have psychic powers. That's pretty cool. Hmm.
4: Mm. Oh, interesting. XRunner55 says shortages are hitting Baltimore. Heavy cream uh, is B zip code? I don't know what that means. Read the book. Buy zip code. Oh, is buy zip code. Hmm. Read the book, Sex and Culture, and see how bad things are. Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Really? They, All right.
2: Yeah. I
4: don't know. Danimal Bungie says I would 100% take a Kamala Harris presidency over a Biden presidency huh. because at least then we could have a chief executive who has something to lose.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. That's a thought.
4: Sneaky Breeze says, the Republic That's isn't over yet. Article 5 was created in case the feds got hungry with power. Please try to contact Mark Meckler to get on the show so he can promote the Convention of States action.
2: Ooh.
4: Sounds very interesting. Mark, I'm very interested right. in that. I'll look this up. Lacey Ferguson says, Joy Reid claims the only reason everyone is talking about Gabby Petito's death is because of missing white girl syndrome. Yep. I can still feel my brain cells dying. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, one of the, one of the, uh, castle crew members brett he made a point earlier he was like didn't we just have people riding nearly burning down the country (laughs) because a black man was killed by the police like i'm like that's actually a really good point Mm. i do think the gabby potato potato story is like not national news Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's news in the local area and news to the family but when i've heard the story and they were like she was an influencer i tried finding her her pages and it was difficult because doesn't she has like she, her Instagram got big afterwards? There's no YouTube presence. There's very limited social media presence relative to most people I know who are trying to be influencers. So I was like, this seems weird. Like it's what a terrible, terrible word, is Such yeah. a terrible word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like you know, social media entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was like, why can't I find anything on this person while Google they're claiming yeah. they're claiming this person was like a, a prominent influencer? And I'm like, I. But I guess um, it's TikTok was. Oh, promoting she's it. TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was on TikTok, but people on TikTok were What a were
6: waste it. of mind space, that stupid story. I'm so angry mm-hmm. that that is up and about. Like, it's it's two idiots beat each other up. One of them got k- killed, the other one. And, like, now we're not talking about the surrender in Afghanistan. Like, this is something to, to twist everybody's focus onto. Like, mm-hmm. I, I When I saw it, when, I,
4: people, when the story started trending again, like getting big, I just Google searched woman missing minus Gabby. And there's just, like, an endless... Mm. list of stories from all these local outlets where like 23 year old woman gone missing 25
1: year old woman missing with husband and i'm like this one for some reason caught fire um i do wish joy reed stopped getting any notoriety she barely has any viewers most of her notoriety comes from people who talk about her and not actually her she's an awful homophobic racist miserable angry woman and I just wish she would be canceled. And so I get frustrated when people say, do you know what Joey Reed said last night? Because I just, she shouldn't, no one should, no one should be watching her.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Tynan Nicholas
4: says went to see Coheed and The Used Saturday. Bert McCracken of The Used referred to the unvaxed as bioterrorists. Oh, like the crowd it. cheered, yelling things like, let them die, kick their ass, and let's get them. The rhetoric is wow. nuts. I
3: used Stages to like and
4: genocide much. Wow. You see, have you guys seen the uh, uh, the Kaiser Chiefs video?
7: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
4: No. You have not seen it. Mm-mm. It's the apocalypse, man. Mm. So you have the guy from the Kaiser Chief, and he's got this big crowd of people in the thousands. And he goes, let me see your hands. And then everyone raises their hands. and goes, wash your
2: hands. We all have clean hands. <laughs> and
4: everyone's holding their hands up, and one guy's going like this with his eyes closed and like,
2: That's church church service (laughs) nonsense. And he goes, let's hear it.
4: How many of you have Pfizer? What? How many of you have Madonna? He goes, let's hear it for the anti-vaxxers. Boo. The part when he was like, clean hands. You all wash your hands. I was like, wow, this guy's doing a a service. service. These people are testifying to Pfizer. One of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And the crazy thing about it is, when you really look at their faces, mm-hmm. when you see the faces of them, like, they're on the verge of crying with their eyes closed, like, yes, Pfizer.
6: <laughs> wow. I can't get into these crowds, man. The, all my whole life, yeah. I was a musician and an actor, but I can't stand going to shows and standing there and watching. And then at the end, everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> like these monkeys, like screaming and dancing. <laughs> like, what the, what is this brain? It's so weird how people can be like that. Why? Yeah. Why do you scream like that for like something? I don't get it.
5: Yeah, I never understood that either. Oh. All right. Sorry. You
6: know,
4: you know you know you know what I would do? You know what I can do? Here's what we'll do.
7: I'll
4: I'll book a show mm. or like an introduction for one of these groups, and I'll come out and I'll go, let me get a ba from everybody in the audience. Yeah, let me hear that bleat. Bah and they all start doing it.
7: Bah, and I'll be like, yeah, that's right, you're sheep. Sheep. Yeah, you. sheep. Proud of yourself.
4: Let me hear that bleat. Yes, <laughs> we should make cool. that a thing. Just get everybody to do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Dan Gander says, "Tim, the AP is officially censoring negative news. re Venezuela. Minutes of the 2019 meeting show a resolution. Uh, okay, I can't a resolution to that end. Introed by Gloria Lariv- uh, Lariva, presidential candidate for the Maoist and vz funded PSL, easily verifiable." Hmm. It's hard to read when you, uh, use acronyms for everything, but you're trying to cram too much into a super chat. So hopefully I did my best. All right. Robert Knight says, I've been trying to relay information to you regarding Evergrande to the info email. Blackrock owns a good size stake in Evergrande. Really? That sounds like really bad news. I heard right. they were going
6: to default. Did you guys hear that? Evergrande? Was yeah, going to default. Mm. Buildings have been blown mm. up. I don't Black Black know. Blackrock owns
1: a good size stake in everything. Yeah, I'm, mm.
7: I'm in agreement. Yeah. Interesting. I have a
1: black rock in my hand. I know. I know.
7: Me too.
4: All right. The Jaded Kriegsman says, Tim, the great divorce may be a blessing in disguise. It gives us a chance to bring government back to the level that people have more control of it. Look up Bigness is Badness, the Case for a National Divorce by F.H. Buckley. It would be bad in the sense that China would immediately, you know, sweep in and start taking places over China would go to Oregon and Washington and be like we're going to invest heavily in your states and they're going to be like done deal right now the U.S. government can be like no you can't do these things well to be fair China is investing in property and they're Mm -hmm. buying up large swaths of farmland and they're buying up companies and they're paying off uh, professors to leak you know scientific research to them so sure whatever I guess at this point we don't have a strong enough central government to do anything about it so maybe decentralization would be the better thing for us all right, Kyle Abram says Ian, there's a great crystal shop in Shepherdstown near you called The Wings of Dreams. Ooh, so yeah. happy to have the crew in my area. Welcome, guys. We need more entrepreneurs like yourselves. Build here.
2: That's awesome. Mm.
4: We are Thank Shepherdstown
2: you. Cool. Rocks.
6: What is it called? Wings of Dreams. Ian, you should Ooh, check it out. Yeah. I think you call it Shepherdstown Rocks. That's a cool mm. name for it. No, yeah, a business, I agree. Yeah, way, mm. does rock. We have a cool
2: rock Wings rock. of
4: Dreams. Yeah. Like it. Nice name. Dan Boot says we need to repeal the Seventeenth Amendment and the Reapportionment Act to dilute the votes in Congress and force senators to represent their states. I think repeal, repealing the 17th is a good idea. You know the 17th does?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Popular it's a, vote for senators? Brilliant idea. I mean, I mean we, we've we've tinkered so much with the original structure of our government that we're surprised it doesn't work, so we just mm. keep tinkering with it.
7: Yeah.
4: Well, I um, mean, we can make amendments. That's what they're for. But I think at this point we can be like, hey, that one wasn't a good idea. Yeah,
1: we if But if, if, if your two senators were working on behalf of the governor... For the good of your state, well, not the legislature and 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 or, the, or your state, you would vote for your
4: local that state be rep. Wonderful, and your reps would then vote for your senators. And the reason that's a better idea is that people right now can't name who their local rep is. Right, they don't know, and don't care. So they complain about local issues, voting for a senator to go to, to Washington to represent them to fix issues that aren't low that, that aren't yep. going to be done at the national level. So what you need to do is focus on who your local people are, and then they send people to the federal government. I think that makes more sense because you're still voting for representation, but it's only about where you live and your specific local area. Mm. Right now, people are ignoring all the local issues, and it's becoming a disaster. Mm -hmm. But I suppose the people who want a stronger centralized national power like that idea. Yeah. Seventeenth was what it was around. It was in the early 1900s. That's
1: that's, that's all. If it, I'm pretty sure it was Woodrow Wilson. I could oh! be wrong. Of course, but this yes. was all part of the progressive wow. movement. And, and look oh. at what's next now is, is get rid of the electoral college, right? And it's just it is just getting rid of local government. They
6: don't like local government. They like Worst, big central DC government.
4: Yep. Worst president, Biden,
6: Buchanan, or Wilson? Ooh. Most people, most people that I know that are like freedom oriented, like libertarians say Wilson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Woodrow Wilson. Biggest fascist, most fascist president. I don't Mm
1: -hmm. think it's fair to say Biden yet because I do think history requires a little bit of of removal from, uh, that only comes with time. So he's, as of now, he's an awful president. I'm surprised how bad he is. I didn't think he could be worse than Obama. Um, So I would have to go Wilson, Mm -hmm. but come back to me in 20 years.
4: Mustang Sally says, us I'm ladies <laughs> of the night prefer the term sex worker. I know because I am one and have been a huge fan for over a year. Oh, well, Got there it. you go. Very
7: cool. sex, nice. worker. sex worker. Sex yeah. worker.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, we should definitely talk about that in the members only section if you guys are interested Actually, in having yeah, we'll sure. that conversation. And there's some other stuff we'll talk about too. So if you haven't already smashed that like button, subscribe to the channel and go to timcast.com so you can watch the members only section <clears throat> where, um, we can debate Sex work and culture and uh, the right utopia experiment, things like that. And uh, we got some other stories we'll bring up for you, so you don't want to miss this one. You can follow me at TimCast on basically every platform. I have another YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TimCast. You can check that out. And you can follow the show at TimCast IRL basically everywhere. Just search for it. You want to shout anything out, Daniel?
1: No, I'm Daniel Turner, Power of the Future, powerofthefuture.com. Uh, it's great to be here, and it's always good to talk to you fine fellas and Sour Patch Lids beating mm-hmm. Sour-fetch Cabbage kids. Patch, patch yes. Kids. Yes. So Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage <laughs> <laughs> Patch Kids. They're
5: next. Yeah. Thank you. Very close. <laughs> Fun time. Yeah. Uh, Chris Carr 17 on Twitter. Uh, awesome. Uh, it's incredible. Lydia, I'm very happy for you. Thank, you. Thank uh, you. Check out our awesome journalism at
6: TimCast.com. We've got a great team. They're doing awesome work. Uh, you can hit me up at Ian Crossland, really, anywhere. Check this out. Tim Tim built these. Uh, he was like, wants to see the best paper airplane. And Quite he wasn't talented. lying. This is really good. He actually built a bunch more origami things over there. So I'm going to throw this to Tim. And then, Lydia, see if you can catch, change the uh, camera Gosh. so you can Gosh, get him catch it. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah! Wow. Look at that. That's
1: Beautiful. A, that's a great paper airplane. <laughs> yeah. It really well is. built. I kind of want to see how it's a thing did of it. beauty. Oh yeah!
2: That's
4: what is awesome. a, I, while we were waiting before the show started, I made a bunch of origami. He likes to origami. <laughs> I, made a, I made a pen holder. Look at this. This is. You know what we should do? We should NFT this official <gasps> yes. pen holder. No, we should actually ship this to someone. I'll Ooh, autograph yeah. this. This official. Pen holder for your desk because so you good. know you need to hold your pen because it rolls around. <laughs> true, but more importantly, it's like tying a string to your finger. You know, you pick up your pen right and you use it, but then you put it down somewhere and you forget where it went. Ah, With the official Timcast pen holder, you just always <laughs> put your pen right back in the holder. And you put your pen holder down, and you'll never lose a pen. Could again. you
1: use a pencil in there as well? <gasps> No. Okay, you need the
4: second (laughs) (laughs) one. You need a
1: second one, yeah. You'll
2: have to buy our second
1: (laughs)
4: pencil holder. Made of 100% grade A American paper. I'm not Um, confident that it's actually made of American paper, but. No, no, it's paper. Uh, yes. And uh Lydia already yes yes Rich me Kids, so. as
2: well yes I'm Sour Patch uh, lids here oh. in the corner and Tim made me this box oh, that I'm I use to put my lip gloss in he's very handy with the paper and I do have to say thank you all very much because apparently all of you guys follow me on Twitter which is cool for my silly hot takes I really don't tweet about politics I try to mix it up and kind of make it life less unbearable so thank you guys for following me.
4: I'm just loving people in the chat like, give me the pen holder. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
5: You're onto something.
4: <laughs> Alright everybody, we'll see you all over at timcast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Bye guys.